This is the MLW Radio Network. Hey, this is former WWE superstar and ECW original, The Blue Meanie. And Josh Chernoff. And uh, we're excited to announce that Mind of the Meanie is now powered by the MLW Radio Network. Myself and Josh Chernoff will bring you a show every week where we talk about everything from wrestling, movies, sports, and useless knowledge. But most importantly, we have a great group of neighbors there with front row material. Absolutely. Front row material. We've got Mike Freeland. We've got Mikey Whipwreck. And we have got hashtag... This is Jerry Lynn. You're welcome again for that. I love to be here with you guys. I'm glad to call you neighbor. Maybe I'll stop over for uh, some extra coffee or a cup of sugar or have a slice of dropped pie. Ditto. Please tune into Mind and Meanie. Please keep supporting Front Row Material and we'll be a part of this great MLW radio network. Start your day the right way with front row material. Starring ECW legends Jerry Lynn and Mikey Whipwreck. Now, let's welcome your host, Mike Freeman. Hey, hey, hey! What's going on, Rister? How are you, buddy? Man, Freeland, I'm doing good, man. I'm excited for tonight. How are you doing? I am psyched as well. Uh, how's my microphone coming off? Is it sounding good to you? That microphone is making your your vocal cords sound like a Greek god. Well, good, because it's definitely not my body. But uh, welcome, everybody, to another episode of Front Row Material Live. I am Mike Freeland. It is Tuesday night, June the 15th, and we are coming back into your world. I am, as always, joined by the Rit himself. Looking good, Rit. Love, you're, you're rocking out that uh, front row material uh, outfit, just as I am. Uh, you know, got the shirt, got the beanie, got the good partner right here, Mr. Freeland. And I tell you what, you're a good American, my friend, as you can see behind me, old glory herself. How does it look? Does it look good? It looks it looks phenomenal. I, I, I must say that it, it brings out the color of your eyes color of my eyes. See, I like that. I love that. See, this is the back and forth that we always look for when it comes to a broadcast team. He compliments me. I compliment him. I mean, you, your beard looks looks uh, looks really good right now. Anything you've been doing to it recently? Well, I did, I, I, I did a little brushing, you know, a little oiling, a little, little oiling. massaging. I like that. You know? I like that. So, you know, getting ready for tonight... Uh, outside of that, what's been going on with you recently? Uh, it's not not been too much, you know. Uh, busy, hustling, you know. Got the emails, got the text messages, you know. There are some big things that are going to be coming uh, the front row material nation's way. I cannot even begin to tell you the things that Rit and myself have been working on right now. So stay tuned. I do believe uh, we are going to be releasing at least one surprise tonight are we gonna say we can do a surprise tonight maybe, maybe two maybe two okay hey maybe three well we might not just do one surprise we might not do two surprises we might do one two three surprises 
that, that makes me smile. It makes me smile to know that. See, folks, what, what people don't realize is there are so many things that are happening behind the scenes right now between the Ritster, me, other promotions, getting things going. I mean, right here, I'm going to show you this real quick. This right here, it's nothing fancy, nothing fancy at all, but it is uh, It's my book. It's my book. It's the book. Okay. And Ritz got a book too, doesn't he? Ritz got the, he's got the black book. Look at that. And inside these books, there is so, so very much the secrets that are inside our books. You wouldn't believe. Now, Ritz, did you, before you met your, your wonderful wife, did you ever have a little black book? Did you ever have a little or go-to booklet that you would go to, like, hey, you know what? I'm going to hit up, hit up Cindy, see if she wants to go out. Maybe hit up Rebecca. You know what I mean? No. Oh, it was, let's go to this bar and see what I can get. Keeping it real, man. Keeping it real and honest. Hey, hey one and done. Two and you're through. With, with drinks or with women or with both? Both. Wow. Wow. You... <laughs> You are a Don Juan. You are a connoisseur of fine drinks, and uh, you don't mess around, do you? No. Uh, wow. I get in, get out, bada boom, realest guy in the room. Freeland, how you doing? <laughs> I love it. I love it. A um, couple things I wanted to to mention to you before is this. Um, the toy company that makes the AEW action figures, they actually reached out to me. Um, <laughs> oh, they did. my goodness. You're not mooching, are you? I'm not. I'm not trying to mooch, but they hit. God, what is the name of that company now? For the love of God, I can't even remember their name. But they, uh, I sent them a message and I said, "We need to speak. Like we need to talk because your arrangement with Walmart is not Jazzwares. Thank you so much. Uh, it is not acceptable. It's not acceptable. Um, I have gone to just about every Walmart in a 50 mile radius of where I live here in Cincinnati, and you know what? How many have I seen? I've seen none. No action figures. No. It's a problem. I, you see more in my in my background frame than you've ever seen at Walmart. Just saying. You never miss an opportunity to just, to just take that salt, that sea salt, and just rub it right into my wounds. Who's that one? He's not from North Carolina. He is the greatest wrestler of modern era. Better than Shawn Michaels in his prime. More five-star matches than any wrestler I I actually know. It's it's Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega. And that there could have been a blank spot several, several weeks ago. A bright spot. That's what you're going to go with. That could have been a bright spot. You fed me. You fed me erroneously. So word of the night, kids. Erroneously. Uh, the whole garlic powder challenge, which was which was a crock, which was a complete crock. That's all I'm going to say. Erroneously. Can you give me, a, g- g- give me the, I don't know what you want to call it. Definition? The definition? The definition? Yes. What do you mean, Ken? Can well, you give well, me? Well, you mean thinking, use it in you know, a sentence, or yeah, what, what? Well, you are used it in a sentence. Um, to my knowledge, erroneously is like um, falsely. 
Uh, and don't quote me on this. If, if people have their dictionary out and they're like, yeah, it's not right. No, don't give me that shit. Okay. Um, yeah, but you tricked me. You fooled me. You pulled one over on me. Okay. That won't happen again, Josh. Well, I must say, when you and I had our weekly meetings. Yes. This past Saturday. Indeed. And Sunday. You uh, you got, got me back a little bit. A little bit, I did. I did. Would you like to tell the audience what exactly happened and how uh, that receipt felt? Well, queasy. A little lightheaded. Queasy, little, lightheaded. Wow. Yeah, a little upset stomach. That sounds like most of the responses of my first dates before I met my wife. So And, and a couple afterwards. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Touché. yeah, me and, uh, me and Mr. Freeland were doing our, you know, stuff. We're, we're watching videos back and forth, tit-totting. You know, and all of a sudden, Freeland goes and says, I want to check this out. Are you in the pimple popping? And I'm like, eh, okay. Little, little, boop, done. And he shows me a video. And this video is like the size of a softball. Oh, it was big. It was a doozer. And this yeah. doc, this doctor's digging, cutting away, and there's a little thing of blood yes. that I that I do not like. Surgery, anything like that, and uh, the big fellow almost went down. This is true. The the writ uh, actually, I, we were uh, we were zooming, and and like the color in his face. It just, it went away. He was pale as a ghost. And I believe, what did you say you got? You said you got the meat sweats. I had the meat sweats. I had to actually get up for a minute. Go to the freezer. Get me an ice pack on the back of my neck. To put on the back of his neck. Yeah, cold compress. Yes. Wow. The big fella almost went down, and it would not have been funny. But... You lived, and everything's fine, and you got a receipt for that. So you know what? In my opinion, I think that's fair enough. Even Steven. There you go. Even Steven. So, so many things that are going to be going on, some surprises, some big announcements that we're going to be making on tonight's episode. However, with that being said, you know what? Ritster, let's, let's do this. Let's throw it. Do you have, uh, do you have your commercials loaded? Do you have your commercials? Commercials are locked and loaded. Let's run a commercial. Everybody, I want to give you a chance. Go get yourself something to drink. Go get yourself something to eat. Because come on back because we got ourselves one hell of a show for you tonight. So don't go anywhere. More of of that guy. That, that guy. I can't even point the right way. That guy who can't handle and he gets the meat sweats. And me who just sweats. We'll be right back. We're back, and I don't appreciate that one at all. I, I, I noticed how you you cued that one up intentionally. Well, I kind of thought that was ironic because you shot me a text and said, hurry, I got to poop. Did you need to do that? Did you? Oh, was I not supposed to put that uh, live? You were not supposed to say, you know what? You know what? I'm going to let bygones be bygones. I'm going oh. to let that happen. Um, Yes. So, uh, gosh, 
here's the thing about the podcasting world. I'm gonna explain something to you, kids. And and the writ knows this. I, I would say more so than I do. And what's that phrase called? Expect what? Expect the unexpected. Expect the unexpected. Well, running promotions in my heyday. Yes. There's four things you always put on the bottom of the flyer. Tell do us. You, do you know what they are, Freeland? I do not know what they are. Uh, parking is an additional fee? No, no. Card, subject to change. Folks, uh, I, I, gosh, I really feel like I'm the, the, the bearer of news that I just, I hate having to do. Um, so I, I got a message literally right before we went on the air that, um, gosh, that, that CW is, uh, has some things that have unfortunately come up this evening and he will not be able to join us. Um, I'm sure that we will be able to reschedule with him again. I do apologize uh, for this because I know we'd been promoting this and we'd let people know. Um, but things happen sometimes, and that's just the way it is. It's it's a tough pill to swallow. Uh, it happened with Ken Shamrock uh, a couple of weeks ago, but we are going to be getting Ken back, and we've been in contact with Ken since then, and we're really excited to go ahead and get that penciled into our books. And um, we hope to be able to cross paths with C.W. Anderson again down the road. So it's just, it's just one of those things that, that happens, but on behalf of myself and Rit, uh, I want to send a, uh, just an apology out, but, uh, we will, we'll definitely go ahead and, and sync up schedules again with him. Rit, let me ask you this, man, when you are promoting an event and cause you have done this before, tell us a little bit about, uh, primetime wrestling, which was your promotion that you ran up in, in Pennsylvania. Tell us a little bit about how that all happened and how that all worked out. Well, you know, I covered a little bit on Call to Beardo uh, about this. You know, it was it was one of those things where, you know, something I always wanted to do. I was I was always more of a guy behind the scenes, you know, storylines, booking, stuff like that. Uh, so that's what kind of intrigued me. So, you know, I, I, I started it and... You know, I went and learned a couple of things from here and there uh, from different promoters, you know, before I actually started myself. Uh, an actual ECW original, Rock and Rebel, you know, had me under his wing for a while. Indeed. Uh, went, and, went out to IWA Mid-South, you know, got some some knowledge from Ian Rotten. Uh, you know, Triple uh, WA here in Pennsylvania is Dino Sana, you know, I got some knowledge from him uh, and that, that was, those are just promoters. I also went and, you know, learned and had talks with, uh, uh, let's see here, Axel Rotten. I went and had some talks with uh, uh, Tom Brandy, who was the, the Patriot and uh, Sal Sincere. I was just about to say Sal Sincere as well, you know, and man, it's just, it was something I always loved, and you know, once I felt I had enough knowledge underneath my, my belt, which you never have enough, uh, you know, I, I went and had my first show, and man, a lot of work, and I mean a lot of work, goes into putting the show together. 
So, so tell us about this. I mean, I know there's there's obviously a lot of cost that's associated with putting together a independent wrestling show. So just kind of without getting into great detail here, just kind of run down what are some of the rough figures? Okay, this is going to cost this much. This is going to cost that much. Oh, uh, okay. Here in Pennsylvania, uh, we have a state athletic commission. And you have to actually have a promoter's license to go through them. You can either get one yourself or rent one from somebody. I always rented somebody, rented mine from Rock and Rebel. Then the state athletic commission gets a certain percentage of your ticket sales sent to them. Uh, most buildings you have to have insurance, and it, depending on what building you have, anywhere from a million to two million dollars insurance here in Pennsylvania. Wow! So I also got that off of Rock and Rebel. Wow! Uh, then we need a doctor on call, and it has to be either an MD or a DM. That cost me roughly, usually, I had a decent doctor, one fifty. And that, that was just for three-hour show. Jeez, you know? Pete. And, and you may or may not even need them. You, you, the only thing you need and you're guaranteed the need is that signature on the athletic commission stating that they were there. Okay. So technically, if you don't need them at all, you're paying 150 bucks for her to sign an autograph or him. As a backup plan, as a, as a if things go wrong, we at least yes. have somebody here. Yes. Yes. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, you need a ring rental unless you have your own. You need a building. Uh, you got to look at a building and see if, hey, do they have chairs? I always rented one with chairs. That's less of an expense I have to worry about. So let's just say, Rit, not to pause you there, let's say you got to rent chairs. What are you talking if, if you had to? And, and who would you even go to for something like that? Uh, there's party planners you can go to, and that's around 100 bucks, you know, roughly for chairs, depending on how many people you think you're going to have. Right. You know, it could be more. So uh, then you got talent. So hold on, before we talk about the roster and how much you're, you're going to pay for the talent. So if you don't have your own ring, so piecemeal this out, what are we looking at ballpark price right now? So the ring already, do you have to get guardrails as well? Or is that kind of an optional thing? Uh, that's optional. It, it ought to, I never did, you know, uh, but my ring rental when I rented one before I actually bought the ring off the guy was three fifty. So three fifty. Wow! Right off the bat, three fifty just to rent the ring itself. Okay. Uh, the building I always used, they were great to me. Uh, I always cut a deal with them, uh, like two fifty to four hundred dollars. Two fifty to four hundred. Okay. D depending on the the time of year, if it's the winter time, it's four hundred because it's the heat. If it's you know summertime, two fifty because you don't need that extra. Right. Doctor, like I said, I paid my doctor one fifty. You know, if you know a doctor and they want to do it for nothing, you know, that's even better for you. But they do have to be able to sign off saying that they were there. Correct. They have to put down their their license number and everything. Wow. So it's not like you can get Joe Schmo, you know, down the street. Hey, you know. You, can you act like you're a doctor? No, you gotta actually have your the doctor license number rate on the paperwork. Wow. Uh, license, you can get it yourself, and it's just a yearly thing that you have to keep renewing. I didn't do that, so I'm not sure of the pricing. Uh, Rebel was always good to me. One fifty for license, one fifty for insurance. Wow. 
So unbelievable. You, you're looking at like twelve hundred dollars just you know, just to just to start. That's before advertising and the roster. That's incredible. So so I mean to kind of put a bow tie on this. So if we're talking at the end of the day for advertising and your roster, what do you think conservatively you could end up spending on one show? Uh, I averaged around 1700 Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And, and besides my first show I ever ran, actually, no. My, uh, my first show, I, I actually uh, came out in the black. My second show, I broke even. But other than that one time we broke even, I never lost a dime. That's good. That's so, really good. Yeah, I, I was lucky. I, I kind of enjoyed it. So so what was it that you decided, you finally decided you wanted to get out of doing the promoting on an indie level? Um, what what kind of, what was the, the straw that broke the camel's back that you said, you know what, I've had enough of this. Um, I'm out. Kids. Yeah. Yeah. It, everyone, like a lot of my friends were always like, man, you, you made that in one day. Yeah. You might've seen one day product, but 30 days in a month, that's 29 other days. I have to be out there hustling and advertising flyers up, you know, radio, you know everything so if you're actually looking at the amount of time you spend doing stuff compared to what you make you better love the business because it's time consuming i can imagine and interestingly enough i think this is really cool um who was the one who got you into doing shows i, I know you were wanting to do it but who was the one who and i think this is absolutely one of the coolest things in the world because this tells you how how awesome when you are married to the right person. And, and I'm lucky enough to have somebody who completely 100% endorses my desire to do all of this as well. But who was that person? Uh, Kelly. She, that she was won. Kelly. She sat there and she, you know, we got our income tax back and she goes, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I don't want to, I always wanted to run a promotion. She says, let's do it. We took our whole wow. We took our income tax money, set us, set you know so much to the side, and well, the rest is history. The rest, as they say, is history. That is so exciting. I mean, to be able to do it now, looking back, and and you've run so many different shows, and you met so many different people. What was your big takeaway when it comes to if someone were to come up to you today and say, "Rit, I want to run an independent promotion," what would you say to them? Would you say, "Yeah, go for it," or would you say? Let's let's sit down and have uh, have a cup of coffee because there's some things you need to know. Well, you, one you got to sit there and make sure you love the business, you love wrestling. Two, you got to make sure you have time. If you don't have time, you, you you're screwed. You know. Three, uh, make sure you always take care of the talent, no matter what. You know, it's not the talent's fault that you didn't draw; it's yours. I always had their check in hand as soon as they signed in that they were there. You know, I've heard so many different places and different promoters, you know, give people a reason. Oh, well, I don't have your pay because uh, the well, I didn't draw as much as I should have. That's not their problem. That's no, yours. it's not. You know, they came and did their show, you know, did their job for the 
12 people that showed up. It's not, you know, their fault. Only 12 people showed up. It's yours. Yeah, that's a good point. You know? So, yeah, just take care of the talent because guess what? The talent's going to take care of you. Did you have you ever had situations before where you're put, you know, we, we talked about this and this is not necessarily a bad thing. But once again, cards subject to change. Ever run into a situation where you're running a show and all of a sudden, for whatever reason, let's say it's injury or car issues or family issues, somebody that's predominantly, you know, centered around your whole event is not able to make it. What's that like? Uh, well, one time I ran a show and well, let's just put it this way. I'm not going to put the guy's name out there, but it was softball season. So, Oh my God. Softball he, uh, season. Okay. Softball season. Uh, so he, he no showed and I knew like 30 miles away uh, we had sno- uh, they had Snook on the show. I went and called up the promoter and said, "Hey, I've got Nikolai Volkov. Do do you mind tit for tat? I will get you uh, Nikolai for a discount if you can if you can send me over Snook for uh, for the main event for my main event." And we worked out a deal that you know Nikolai would would uh, be on his main event and. I took I got Snooker for mine and you know we worked out a little tit for tat where you know they just switched you know wow. Nick Nikolai was my right before uh, intermission guy and then off he went and I, I got him a second payday I was going to say because you even told me before that sometimes you can work with other independent promoters and you can help each other so a wrestler gets maybe double booked if it's if the timing works Yes. And the logistic works, and you can help that that person get an extra payday, um, and uh, that definitely works out for you in the long run because it establishes that good rapport. Uh, I've actually piggybacked off of several promotions. I sit there and see, oh, this guy's coming in town. They already had their flight and hotel paid. Let me contact them to see if uh, see if they want extra money. You know, more money is always good. And I'll get I would get them booked uh, for the first half of my show, and then they they would still take their regular booking, and, you know, in the main event or whatever on the second show. Wow, the things that you have to do to just make a show work—it's crazy. Now and, you continue, and and we're working with great promotions behind the scenes. You mean you and I? Of course. Absolutely. I mean, you know what? Because, you know, because things are, are always in flux, and that's the big thing. You always have to be ready for things to change. We're going to give you some surprises tonight. We're, we're going to give you something that I think you're going to be very, very happy with. So, uh, Rita Claus and uh, Frida Claus. I don't even know if that makes any sense. Does that make sense? Old Freeland Kringle? No? I No? Like a Freeland, Santa reference, Freeland Frost instead of Jack Frost. Why would I? Why would I be Frost? I want to be. I, I don't want to be a curtain jerker. Okay, you're the Jack, villain, Jack. Fr- why am I a villain? Why do I gotta be a bad guy? I'm. I'm genuinely loved within the wrestling podcast community. I don't think you realize this. By who? Well, there's people. I'm not going to name drop because I'm not going to be that guy. But you know what? I am. I'm beloved. 
okay. I get invited to a lot of Christmas parties. It was just that damn COVID have to happen, you know? I would have been yeah. rubbing elbows and drinking eggnogs with a bunch of people, but it just wasn't meant to be. Your story, spin it however you want to, sir. That's how I like it. Um, gosh, there's so many things we're going to be talking about tonight. So we are going to still be doing our big fun game that we always do each and every week. It is called Around the Horn, Around the Ring, Around the Ring Post. Ring Around the Rosie. Pocket full of... Okay. Maybe not. Wow. Maybe not. Um, as we are waiting for some of our uh, members to continue to pull in here, uh, let's go ahead and let's bring in a couple of guys right now who are a big part of the weekly show. He is our resident professional wrestler. Um, and I was telling the writ, and I was talking about this in our group chat, how impressed I am of the matches and his gimmick and the way he just he carries himself. And very proud of this guy. Proud to be calling him a friend. Let me go ahead and bring the Moondog on. Buddy, it is so good to see you, my friend. And I have been uh, I've been watching a lot of Moondog on the YouTube. Figured the flag was in the background, so I rocked the headband. I love the headband. You're looking awesome. And since Rich's showing off AEW figures, I got to show off mine. A little bit of the bubbly. Fucking, I broke it. Uh, <laughs> I love this shit. I'm a little wow. jealous. I don't have that. Then of course my Omega. Why? Why? <laughs> Why, Moondog? Why? You put me say... over, and then I have to be like, "Fuck you!" And turn you on do. you. You do. You have to say, "You <laughs> son of a bitch." Hell, fuck yeah. Moondog oh got God. five extra points. Oh, Moondog gets extra points for repping out the Kenny Omega. But Moondog gets tons of extra points because of, and I'm going to put the link in the in the uh, in the Twitter for you guys to take a look at this because I have been watching your matches and your gimmick. You are very entertaining when you are in the ring. Um, Try to be. It it's so it's so fun to watch your gimmick, the way you walk out, the way you do things while you're wrestling. and But you are very technically sound as well. So, once again, you've only been doing this for how long now? Uh, six months. Six months. And and do you feel like you've really kind of started coming into your own? Uh, at least better than I was a month uh, back in uh, January because I watched my first highlights of my first match back and, oh, don't watch that. <laughs> <laughs> don't it's terrible so <laughs> I, I i i i definitely improved a lot so i which i'm very proud of because i i shouldn't have made it this far honestly and i did and i seem to be improving which is mind-blowing to me you know well well i think you deserve to be where you're at i'm glad that you've continued to do what you're doing because same when i see this it's it's so neat to see a throwback of like the seventies. You have that that look, that mid south wrestling look, that NWA look, that that grizzled type of backwoods type of guy. I mean, I don't mean that in a disparaging way, but you it it so works. And when you're yes. in there, it's like Moondog's got this great ability to be very charismatic and to be really good at wrestling at the same time, and to be at doing it six months. Uh, Rit, I'm telling you what, I'm impressed. I could not do that. I absolutely could not do that. Man. It's not for everybody. Otherwise, everybody would be doing it, you know? This is true. First things first, 
with the bandana on, now I can see it all come together when Liam calls you the Boogie Woogie Man. Yes. I have big influence. Fucking, uh, especially my trainer, Randy, who knows Boogie Woogie. I think he's wrestled Boogie a few times. Um, but yeah, Boogie Woogie is a huge, huge inspiration for most of me and the other trainees. Yeah. Now, now sitting there watching you, uh, you know, you say you watched your first match back. Are you the type of guy that would watch back, uh, watch back your matches and all of a sudden be like, man, I could have did that better. Are you hard on yourself? You know, when you critique your stuff? I can be. Uh, it depends on the match. If uh, I leave a match knowing I did good in it, I, I'm excited to watch it back. And usually I'll be like, okay, I could fix that and that. But overall, was fun as I remembered. There have been matches where I'm like, oh, that sucked. And then I watch it back and go, oh, you know, that wasn't too bad. But um, then like six months later, like I said, I'll go back. I don't even know why. I was I was just streaming and I was like, all right, I'm, uh, I was streaming me on YouTube. And I just threw, I just threw on my match. I'm like, what the I love I sent it to the guy I wrestled and he just texts back, Why did I sell for you? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I know. You God bless you is all I'm saying. <laughs> wow. So what would you what would you do if you got a chance to step in the ring with uh with Boogie Woogie? Oh my god, it'd be the easiest match ever. Because uh as as uh, Bo- Boogie has an old saying, I don't the only thing I sell is merchandise, so I just be bumping, bumping all over for that guy, <laughs> and probably leave there learning more than I did if I just had a fucking ten minute technical technical wrestling match. You know, not that wow. I don't learn from those, but like a guy like Boogie, that's how you work a crowd. You know. Yes, for sure. Well, if you have not, and I and I'm not saying this because I'm a friend of his or because he's on the on the panel. Look at his stuff, you guys. It's really good, and I'm very happy to talk about this with you because it's it's an aspect of our show that we don't have. Uh, somebody who is currently uh, wrestling themselves. So, when uh, when is the next big event that you guys are going to be doing? Um, July 10th is Inter in, in Temperance, which is uh, our next supercard. But next week, this Saturday, uh, let me get the exact date. Uh, Saturday the 19th, we got Matt Longtime coming in for a special six-man match, which Matt Longtime's a Midwest legend. I think Matt, Matt came out of that same class with, like, Casey James, CM Punk, Cole Cabana. Like, he's in that era anyway. If not the same class, in that era wow. of, uh, of guys. So, he and he's super fun guy. Uh, super fun guy. Learn a lot from just talking to him. So, if you live in the Woodstock area, Chicagoland, Definitely hit up Woodstock, Illinois, and come see us this Saturday night. Uh, doors open. Doors open at seven. Bell time seven thirty. See me wrestle. See Matt Longtime wrestle in the main event. It's gonna be fun as fuck. Hell yeah, that's exciting, dude. That's yes. very exciting. Um, let's go ahead and let's bring in another panel member. He is the leader of the Mike World Order. He is. Uh, he was the one holding the fort down when he did a very special FRMWO last week. I went ahead and caught that on demand. He did a phenomenal job. I'm so proud of him. He is from South Carolina. Don't even give me this this Virginia stuff. You are from South Carolina, my friend. You know why? Because that's what I said. Get on in here, Mike Unit, the man that has the huge traps. Look at that. Man, looking fresh as always. How's it going, Freeland? Hey, if it was going any better, there'd be two of me. 
<laughs> you did have you did have two of you. You forget you was th- you was there last Tuesday. You know you true. shaved your head and you got a tan and you I put look on sexier and I start yeah, talking about pancake batter on. and yeah yeah like you Absolutely. you was there last week like I mean <clears throat> forgive me for not making it the last Tuesday's episode but you know I heard you like really did good so you know c- congrats on the uh, FRMWO and you know. I got. I got cooler in one week, and uh, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, no, I've, you know, I've heard good. I've heard good things about it, and I think you've done a, a really, really great job. Oh, I appreciate it, you know. Uh, it was it was fun. It was very stressful as as hell that evening. I mean, <clears throat> Red Moondog, the others, you like literally, you can't make this shit up. Like, I worked. I went to the gym afterwards. <clears throat> The parking lot at my apartment complex was already limited because they're redoing the parking lot. So when I finally got a parking spot, then I'm seeing smoke coming from the second floor because the first floor actually you go down. So the second floor, you it was like literally smoking from one of the apartments. And there was already fire trucks and whatnot there. So I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Is my apartment on fire? Good thing I got insurance. Um and it was at the point to where uh, push came to shove. We were going to do FRMWO in my car if I had to. You know. <laughs> I, was, I was that, you know, prepared. Um, I put a lot of pressure on myself just to make sure everything turned out right because this was probably the first podcast where I was actually having a whole layout planned of getting it done, you know, just to make sure that it gives the same quality that we're used to on Tuesday nights. So, you know, when you give me that ball and running with it and, you know, Rick giving his blessing too, you know, I'd like to say the, uh, the show turned out very well. And uh, thanks for everyone that participated and whatnot. Well, people, people hit me up and they said, man, it was really good. Nothing missed a beat. And, and somebody actually said, go ahead and take another vacation. And I was like, what? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, yeah, seriously, go ahead. Is, is there something else you need to do the, the next week? Because we got this covered. So I'm, I'm very happy everyone had a great time. And Mikey did a great job. And once again, nothing but love to the MWO. Oh, yeah. Um, a man I try to show a lot of love to. Unfortunately, it doesn't always get reciprocated. We're going to bring him in right now. A, here he is. Oh, man. Don't call me macho, but my last name is Savage. It is. He's inside. There. Are you indoors? I am. Whoa. Are you happy with that? Are you happy? I'm, in, I'm impressed. You, you actually are indoors. Yeah, wow. I know. I actually got a place to sleep tonight. Isn't that great? Oh my God! You don't have to stand by that 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 big oil barrel and like rub your hands and yeah, oil barrel, <laughs> oil mm-hmm. barrel. I don't you know what are they called. Barrel? Yeah, a burn, burn barrel. barrel. Hey, hey, <laughs> I'm not as young as you are, guys. I call it an oil hey, barrel. Liam. I don't know. Hey, Liam. FRMWO was last week. Why are you still copying the Ritz? We're not doing uh, FRMW. We're back to regular I business. I don't copy anybody. I, I go to the beat of my own drum. You were, Rick copying me, parody. probably. You were doing a pair. Oh, he was copying you. Rick, you copied Savage. Yeah. He's the kind of like how this 
this name right here is an original too. So the yeah, rut. I see the rut. Got a wow. bunch of copies. The rut. MWO. Moondog. Uh, we got the rut. We got the butt, and now we got the rut. The butt in the rut. <laughs> oh man. The, the yeah, where, is, the where is the butt though? Where where is the so uh, the, the ass man? Look at it. Ooh. <laughs> where is the ass man? Where is he? Turn around. Wow. Wow. My goodness. I leave for a week and and there is no more. Oh, there we go. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I got I'm wearing jeans this time. Hey, Mike has a new uh, nickname for me, apparently. Dickhead? he's, He's the enforcer. Yeah. Yes. Dickhead? Oh, after I showed you so much respect for your wrestling matches. <laughs> Fuck you. Hey, Fuck I love you. Dick- hey, I love dickheads. As you know. Oh, gosh. Yes, yes I'm aware. Thank you. Thank you for wow. bringing that back to my psyche. So you no, are you, you you are now known as the enforcer? Is that what this is now? Hey, yeah, I didn't name myself. I, I, I gave him the name because he was basically the Arn Anderson to me being Ric Flair last week, so... You know, we we were doing our own like deal of we were basically being you know Freeland and Rit, but we were you know the Rut and you know Mike Freeman, you know. Okay. <laughs> so if if everybody in FRM's a horseman, who is who? So your Flair got Arn there. What's He's so, enforcer. so, so Mike Cook is Flair. You are Arn Anderson. So, what does that make? What does that make us? Because it doesn't have to be four. It can be any person. Um, who is yeah, a any, member. any member. Freeland, Freeland, Freeland is JJ Dillon. Yeah, JJ. Ooh. Ritt well, like is Ritz Ritt, Oli. I think Ritz Ritt would be Oli. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what? As the old curmudgeon. I was, I was gonna say Ritt was Tully. Oh, see, I was. Rit can be Tully. Giving it too much credit. Come on. Hold on, Moondog. When you said curmudgeon, wait, I thought wait. you were talking about the rut. I mean, because <laughs> no. about he's about as curmudgeon as it gets. Well, well, if I'm Tully, then Moondog's got to be my my baby doll. Baby doll. Whoa. I was thinking Barry Windham, no. but I'll, I'll be Moondog's the boogie woogie man. Boogie woogie. Hey, <laughs> can we can we honestly be able to name? Every single person who was a member of the Horseman. So we're going to go around. Mm. Everyone oh, no. say one person. See if we can keep this train going. First, you go, Rit. Paul Roma. He stole mine. Paul God Roma. Damn it. I'm going to say Sid Vicious. Uh, he was a member. Mongo. Mo- Steve, okay, very good. Steve Mongo. What do you got, Rut? Malenko. Malenko. Good. What do you got, Cook? Benoit. Uh, Who? Ben- <laughs> problematic. Problematic. You can't we, say we, his name. We, we oh, throw my, it back. My bad. We, we can't mention. My bad. We can't mention him. You can I'm say Crippler. Uh, you can say Crippler. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, no, 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 you need to hold it. You need to preface that. I liked his in ring wrestling. I love his dragon suplex. Perfect. Moving on to the writ. Who's the next one you got? Total package. Lex Luger. Lex Luger. Um, it is my turn now. Um, I'll, I'll say Oli. 
Barry Wyndham. Barry Wyndham, very good. What do you got, Rut? Uh, fuck, who's left? Um, Sid. I said Sid. Er, gone. Well, I said it again, so there. I don't know. No, you can't do that. You can't do that. Well, I just did. Well, first of There's all, you're from left. the wrong country. Uh, that's the first thing. The second thing is you need what? to name somebody. Name them. Uh, I don't know. Um, fuck. Uh, Jumpin' Joey Mags. There you go. What? No. Jumpin' Joey Mags. I, I can't believe no one's, named, no one's named the top two yet. I was supposed to say, no one's named like the main people. <laughs> I, I named Barry. <laughs> Claire? It. There we go. Do we, count, do we count the Yamasaki connection? I was about to, I was about to say. About? <laughs> so for, Hold it. We also have to consider Sting was a horseman as he well. For like two minutes. Get out of there. That was my pick. Yeah, and Mike. Does anybody remember the promo? Does anybody remember the promo Oli said when he got rid of Sting? Sting? Yes. <laughs> You're not a horseman anymore. It's like what the <laughs> hell? It's like your dad. Sting? You just like, made the worst decision of your career. <laughs> oh my! When God. you signed that contract to fight Ric Flair at the Great American Bash, and then things like, "What's going on?" And then Flair was like, "Ugh." He's like, well, I want you in no more. He's like, woo! Stupid sting. Uh, who else we got? Let's see. Pillman. Uh, good. Very oh, good. Pillman. Pillman. Jeff Jarrett. Oh, good job, Jeff oh. Jarrett. Very good. Kerr Hennig. Yes. Very good. Very good. Mm. Hiro Matsuda. He was no, their manager okay. first. Bit. Hold oh. a second. These are what we call associates. So let's go with associates. No. Kendall Windham. Kendall Windham, oh, very good. God, Wyndham. Right. Yeah, for a split second. Uh, oh, uh. A, a guy we just recently lost. God rest his soul. He was in WrestleMania four. He was in the tournament. Ricky Steamboat? No, Ricky Steamboat's still alive. Yeah, Ricky Steamboat's not dead. He's breathing. I know. <laughs> he was a big guy in Mid-South. He was... Jim Duggan. He, He's, he's still alive. Yeah, yeah. Jim Duggan with, with... Hey, he was big in Mid-South. Hey, Jim Duggan's not dead. And second of all, Jim... His career is. Jim Duggan's got the... Uh, what's the eye? What do we call it? Who's got the eye? Old Glory. No. Glory no, like old Glory. No. He's got the Robert Gibson eye. He's got the... The Robert <laughs> eye? It's not as bad as Robert Gibson. He's got the Robert Gibson eye. It's just like not Shawn as bad Michael as Gibson. Was. Sean's got Gibson's the Gibson's like up looking eye. over here. Uh-huh. You know, everybody's looking here. He's looking over here. He's trying to get it. He's trying to get the hot tag from, or he's trying to get the hot tag from Ricky. And Ricky's like, I don't. I'm here. Here, you're going. You're going to the wrong corner. Um, do you give up on who this person is? Yes. I'm trying Hold to on. figure it out as well. Like, gosh, got, got boom, boom. Are the the real Canadian? Got it. Butch Reed. Butch Reed. Butch Reed's Canadian. No, the real Canadian, which is the ass man, which I don't know why he's not even in here yet, but uh, let me get uh, the who, ass man. Who, who am I then? Who am I? I'm not quite sure, but let's add him in here right now. He likes to hang out in his wife's cyber classroom, and let's hope that he doesn't get clipped down today. His name is The Butt. There he is. Hello. Oh, Canadian God. Canadian <laughs> God. That is too amazing. Wow. Everybody's wearing wow. FRM shirts except Butt. <laughs> but, but basically says you all can eat a big pile. 
I've said worse. You got it. Hold on, uh, uh, Savage. You, you got to like tilt well, your screen or something so we can see your shirt. Everybody, everybody can see the shirts, the logo. Tilt your tilt your little webcam down there, buddy. Tilt it. Tilt it. Tilt yeah. it too far. There you go. Actually, now, keep now tilting it down. Better. All down I'm going to say is, tilt hold it down on. Further. Moon Dog's shirt looks much better than all of ours. Like his color pops. It's my camera. I have an HD webcam. I paid like a hundred dollars for this camera. It better. Oh. Than it. <laughs> I was going to be like, why does his shirt look so much better? Holy shit. Another drive by Mike. No, there was like a real loud explosion in the area. And I was like, drive by. Oh, let me see what it was. Well, I'm close to Kentucky, and normally what happens with that, that's what a meth lab blows. We had a chemical lab explode near near I me. I mean, it did, have an, it did have an explosive sound. That was kind of scary. Are you okay? I had a meth lab, but next to my old apartment. So. That's what you're saying. Well, hold on. So are you okay? Are, I don't want to have you continue on the show if you feel like you're in danger. <laughs> nah, he's fine. Fuck him. They just they caught me off guard. I didn't say I was scared or nothing. I was just saying, hold on, give me a moment so I can check and see what's going on. No, no, I'm Mr. not saying I'm not saying you're 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 one of these. I'm not saying that. Are, I'm just are, saying, are, are, do you feel comfortable you to continue to with the show? Me, I will comfort Mike you, Freeland, man. Comfort me. Are you trying to like coddle me and hold me and tell me it's going to be all right? You know what? You yeah, know what I would. Them. Do you know what I would pull close to my body next to my warm what's bosom? That? Your dick? Is, oh. No, I can't do that. Oh, his dick or mine? Can't be mine. Oh. That's, that's not happening. What I was going to say is uh, <laughs> I, I would coddle or cuddle with a uh, a Mike World Order buddy doll. A humping buddy. Hey, Mike buddy. He's not a humping buddy. And don't He's think we forgot buddy. about you and your butt buddy idea either. Yeah, we Already need to talk about this. Oh. So the brothers get Ooh, butt buddy. Let's well, talk about this. So about I, I know we're gonna talk oh, yeah. about it. So we're gonna do we're gonna do two minutes up the butt and uh let's no. let's oh let's uh let's go ahead and let's put him on two here. Minutes. Boom. You're giving me way too much credit. Two minutes. Here we go. The, the butt, butt. Let, let's give you some screen time here, buddy. So what's the deal with this whole buddy doll thing? I, I heard there's there's you some got, controversy here. Uh, no controversy. We're not making butt buddies. <laughs> so, so there's a free. Hold on, hold on. Let's 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 back out here. There's a Freeland buddy. There's a Rit buddy. There's a Murray buddy. There's a Cook buddy. There's a Savage buddy. And and we're all going by our last name. So it's your you are the butt buddy. Yeah, butt buddy. <laughs> by the by the way, but mine's banned people, in seven states. The people at Brothers the <laughs> oh Door. They do international shipping if you're interested. I already told them about the idea. Oh God! Wow! Do it. I'll buy so wait a minute. How much I'm is a Mike buying a damn doll? It's how... called a butt buddy. How much? Well, no, it's a Freeland buddy. I don't buddy think you have a choice. I, mean, I, I have do. no you doubt can't... Liam has one, but he has to blow his up. <laughs> Hold on, Liam Savage. We want you to respond to that, Liam. Do you have a blow up uh, doll uh, that you have at your house? I, I didn't hear what oh. he said. He sounded like he had a cock in his mouth. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's <Damn>. the enforcer. <laughs> Fair enough. Woo! Uh, what? 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 I, I'm, hey, Freeland. Yes. Hey, hey, this just in. Hold on. We're going to take it to the butt. 
Hey, hey, oh what? god. There you go. So right now I have a funny feeling that Liam has already managed to make it into the red zone. <laughs> he seems to be a little angry. What he just said was mean. <laughs> He's teetering on out of control. We need to bring this back a little bit, okay? Just bring it back. Take Dial a deep down. breath, okay? We can deal with the yellow zone. That's not terrible. <laughs> nope, you do seem a little excited, so you're getting there. But ideally, we'd like you in the green zone. Happy, calm, focused, and ready to learn. Because we're going to educate your dumbass. We don't want you here. It's not good. It's bad for you. You're getting old. We don't need you. You're gonna. It's gonna blow up, and you're gonna be dead. We don't want that. Oh my god! Let's get you here, bud. Let's. We all love you here. <laughs> Let's Back get to you, Rick. Oh, that was the highlight of my night, right there. Well, unlike you, I've actually made it past grade five, so I I don't have to worry about those charts. Took him six tries, but hey, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, you're still there. Okay. Fuck. I am. This is actually a kindergarten class. <laughs> where you belong, right? What else oh, we got over here? We got helping. like health stories over here. So It'll wait a take minute. Take you a while to get through all that education. It's okay. Take your time. Oh, fuck yeah. Hey, hey, what? Oh, what so is this? This? Looks, this actually looks really complicated and shit. The jolly phonics actions. Man, kids are smarter than we were. You didn't do this shit. Jolly phonics? Yeah. It's like hooked on phonics for your hands or something, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, that can, you should be a master at that. Letters of, yeah, how about that one, bitch? There's your hooked on phonics. <laughs> and what else so, you got in here? This is the letters. That marriage like talking. <laughs> we need to have a children's book that's made with all the characters on this show. Like, <laughs> My wife has actually made several books. Oh, really? Felt stories, yes. That is amazing. We should we should push her merch. Why are we not pushing her merch? She's got merch that could yeah, actually what? sell. <laughs> yes, we might buy her stuff. <laughs> we bought our own shirts. Whoa, 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 Freeland. Yeah, I paid full price. <laughs> he did. You did pay full price. And who did you go through when you paid full price for your shirt? Was it was it Spreadshirt or was it Pro Wrestling Tees? Uh, pro Wrestling Tees. Pro Wrestling Tees. And how long, Mike, did it take to get your shirt? Actually, I got mine a few days early because I was supposed to get it um, the two days after we were going to do FRMWO. It actually came the day of FRMWO, so it was perfect timing. So I got it less than two weeks from ordering it. Oh, wow, that's tremendous. Who, who, who ordered something and it was like months before they got it? Like literally, oh, let's go ahead and hold it. We're first going to throw it to the butt. Um, but so you placed <laughs> you placed an order. And give me roughly the time that you placed the order. Uh, I don't remember what month I ordered it, but well, it took long enough I could count it in months. I think it was Holy four cow. months or something. Seriously. It was in New Jersey for more than two months. <laughs> it was just sitting in New Jersey? <laughs> yep. It, I, I kept checking it, and it never moved. New so, Jersey, kids. It's the armpit. Of the United States. No offense to anybody up there, but it, it really is. Uh, I thought that was Buffalo. 
let's uh, let's throw it to uh, the <laughs> rut. I like Buffalo. Let, let's throw it to the rut. How long did it take you for to get your stuff? A couple of months. It's bad. That's all you. <laughs> All that? That's all it took. A couple months. I don't know. Wow. Took a couple of months. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's. I want to go ahead and say what up to the uh, to the guys in the chat. Uh, give some shout outs. Mitchy Blaze, Hello. what's up, buddy? Good to see you. Uh, J Rod, numero uno. What's up, buddy? Good to see you. Hi, J Rod. Uh, Boog, hanging out there in uh, in Arizona. Boog. Very cool. Yes. Order entertain. Jim McMahon, what's up, buddy? Was Jim? Wasn't it? Was Jim that was in a hotel hotel room, and yes. uh, we were trying yep. to get him on the show, and he keeps telling us, "Can't do it, man." So Jim, one of these days on a Saturday nights or uh, FRM Saturday nights main event, we're going to have to get you on here. So it is good to see you. Who else is in here? Is a little psychopath up in this. ECW yeah. fan is here. Who else is in here? Travis Bohab. What's up, Travis? Nice. We got a healthy crew tonight. Healthy crew tonight. Once again, if you're just tuning in, we do apologize. Uh, we were going to be having ECW uh, legend C.W. Anderson. That's why we've kind of done a four horsemen type of shtick here in the last few minutes. Unfortunately, he texted me before we went on the air, and he said some things have happened, and he would like to reschedule. So, card's subject to change. It's just the way life is. You know what I mean? Maybe that should be the name of the podcast. <laughs> this is true or that could be the name of the episode card subject to change yeah it could yeah could be anything um where's anton Where, where's where's hide my dick where's he at did he has he talked to anybody today he said he had a yeah. meeting or something so okay. he's gonna be late i think gotcha he's getting his shit together oh what what is what is had her warm milk. That is such a random <laughs> comment. Thank you so Dude, much. What Boog. the fuck's wrong with you? I have no idea. <laughs> by, by the way, by the way, Mr. Liam, mm-hmm. I am dead sexy as fuck as a heavyweight. Let me just reiterate that since in the group chat keep telling myself that. Hey, I get people that tell me that. I hear it more in the gym from men than I do women, but still. Well, there you go. Liam, how do you res- how do you respond to that? I'll explore yeah, it. Yeah, Al Snow. Al Snow. Where, where is he? <laughs> Did you just oh, call him Al? Al? Hold on. Oh, what does everybody oh want? I can't. What kind okay. of, hold what on, kind of hold drugs on. is everyone on this week? I was okay, so you know Travis Bohab, <laughs> he him and me were part of the um Mind of the Meanie uh family there too for uh, the pod squad and <clears throat> i was on there earlier and they looked at me making a comment they looked at my picture and <laughs> and uh josh shernoff the host he said you know who he looks like and i said oh shit it's not gonna be vince russo is it and he said no apparently he looks like tony shivani's son <laughs> so Man, i don't know why like, Tony Schiavone's know. son. I've never seen a. Can we can somebody pull up a picture of Tony Schiavone's kid? He's got like ten of them, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm like which one? Did you yeah. did you hear? It, I forget what what episode it was, but I think it was uh, it was Arn Anderson. He made a comment about Tony Schiavone. Oh, uh, he's got enough come to shampoo a water buffalo or shampoo that. shampoo a dog or something. It's like, <laughs> oh my yeah. god. 
I keep can't, it in your pants. <laughs> my cook, my cook. I'm going to ask you this right now. Loving is fun, but uh, is is nine kids too much loving? Look, you're talking to a guy who doesn't want kids at all, but um, he wears yeah. protection. It, well, I'm sterilized. It doesn't matter. Um, oh, whoa! Breaking news. Okay. Are we in the doctor's appointment? Right. I'm sorry. This is big breaking news. Mike Cook, are you are you telling the FRM Nation that you are sterile? Mm -hmm. He just did. Um, for those who have listened on legacy episodes of Mike World Order, when it was called the Mike Cook Guys Podcast, um, I'll make a backstory quick. I used to date a chick. And she dumped me. She cheated on me and she dumped me. And her reason being, you know, she was like, Mike, you're a great guy. I love you. Blah, blah, blah. I just, I'm not into big men. And the only reason I gave you a chance is because you's all, you've always been good to me. So that kind of gave oh. me this complex to where, you know, even though I come from a powerlifting background and an Olympic weightlifting background, I just ended up like getting out of my comfort zone and I remember meeting a couple of bodybuilders at the uh, Anytime Fitness that I was going to, um, and I was trying to work out, train like them, and I was taking supplements, and I hurt my kidneys. Um, oh, shit. When that happened, I had to get, like, a small operation done. So then one of the things they had me do was I had to take steroids to re-strengthen my kidney. And as that was going on, I was slowly going back to the gym. And then I was noticing, okay, my body was, okay, it feels a lot different than, you know, before. And, you know, I started cutting weight and putting on just a little bit of muscle. And I had a connection through a friend that got me through fitness gym mid-breath in Tokyo, where pretty much where you can go from flab to muscle, like half of the New Japan roster in, in months. That's what happened with me. I was getting this supplement called SuperDroll which was an estrogen cutter that would help you build muscle and lean out because I was like, I want to be, I want to get muscled. I want to lose weight and you know, all these things. Cause I was so um, obsessed with, you know, trying to get smaller and not just get smaller, but put muscles on. Cause like I said, it was just, you know, most people don't know. Uh, I'm not at that age where I'm comfortable in my own skin, but I used to have the worst case of self-esteem. So I'm taking all these, you know, I'm taking super drill and mind you, no one has ever taught me how to stack and when to cycle when it came to taking steroids. It was just basically put it in the needle, pat, pat, stick it in my butt cheek, go. And I would work out from eight at night to almost two in the morning and still had room to spare. So um, it was just one of those things where I was doing it and I was doing it and I didn't know how to get off of it when I finally stopped using it when I moved up here to Virginia. You know, I had like a personal bucket list of things I wanted to do. One of them was hit up a sperm bank and make money off of making a deposit. Oh, what? <laughs> I know. It's, it's weird. I get it. This it's story. Weird. Hold on. Hold on. This story went from it, it, it's It's almost like, man, I tell you what, I was. Can we using talk all about this. wrestling? Or we are. I was. Hey, we are. No, hold on. He's I'm finishing his story. Hold on. He's finishing I, his story. He was on but, the gas. Okay. Continue. But but you're in the yellow place. Calm down. But. um. Fucking right, I am. <laughs> Practice what you preach, um, So when I did the deposit, literally they came back 
like 20 minutes later and said, your deposit's invalid. And I'm like, well, what do you mean it's invalid? It says, sir, you're, you're as sterile as sterile can be. I said, how oh, is that? Fuck. Yeah, like I went and saw a specialist and everything. But because of my heavy steroid abuse, yeah, I am as clean as clean can be. I cannot produce one if my life depends on it. So even though, yeah, I've grown to accept that, but because of my self-conscious and having low self-esteem, trying to please others, it took away something that of a future that I could have built. You know, wow. maybe one day I might wow. want to get married and have a kid, but I can't because of that. <coughs> so, you know, it, it is so, what it is. I blame no one but myself for causing that to happen. You know, well, was it the super draw or was it just other shit? Uh, I was taking other. It was just like I said, no one taught me how to stack and no one taught me ah. how to, you know, because I was taking super draw, I was taking fat burners, I was taking this stuff. I was like eating less than a thousand calories a day. Like I was, it's weird. I'll freeland. I'll text you a photo later on, but it was just weird going through that phase. And I've learned there's no woman in the world that is more self-conscious than a bodybuilder because they go through so much shit and they're so, they feel like even the smallest thing is a huge letdown of imperfection. And they get depressed over that shit. It's it's nothing to joke about. Like, yeah, I know we're a band of brothers that laugh and joke, but a subject like this, it's one of those things that took me a long time to say, hey, I got to love me for me. And if, you know, no one else accepts it, that's on them. And I wasn't like that at the time. You know, I didn't become this confident, you know, years. Like, it took me literally the past couple of years just to reach that confident level. So going through a situation like that, it sucks. But I'm glad I got a, a one-year-old niece that I treat like that's my own, you know? Well, I tell you what, I appreciate you sharing that with us because I had no idea before. And um, I think we all... Who the fuck is this? Hold on. We just literally went from Mike telling us that his baby batter is just batter. And, and why yeah, are we looking at hair club for men shit. pictures? And then no, we no. Just, this, this guy. Is, Who is this no, guy? That's Tony Schiavone's son. Matt Schiavone. No, why is what? this? Uh, that's not me. Why, why does this? Why does this look like Liam Savage's? Uh, uh, what's it called? Um, he looks ego? nothing like Liam. No, he doesn't look like my brother. Trust me. No, it looks he like your POF account there, Liam Savage. <laughs> no, I haven't updated all, that in a while. Did are you? all those your favorites? <laughs> yeah, because oh I replicated your account. Yeah. Wow. Wow, that is not even. For us only. Is that you don't have to be is that lonely at farmers Let's before before this shit show gets off the rails any further. Let's go ahead and let's bring in uh, Anton. A- Anton, my guy. You almost probably feel embarrassed that you even allocated some of your time for this because are you oh, no. listening to all this shit. crap? I am. I love this shit though. Sorry, uh, I was here at eight, but uh, my sister's father came down from Henderson, which is like two hours away, and my grandmother nice. came down. So was talking to them for a minute. I thought I had time with the interview, and then I had a business call to take. Nice. Then, uh, 
was very important that lasted about 20 minutes. And uh, so I had the show playing in the background, but uh, I had to take that business call. Absolutely. We want you to take that call. By the way, do you have like a really nice HD camera you're working on right now? Oh, this is just my MacBook, like the camera from my MacBook with the ring lights on my fucking Mac. Because you and Boog, or uh, not Boog, what am I talking about? Boog. What? Yeah, you and uh, Moondog both at like crystal clear. I mean, and then we go, then we go to this right here, which is fine, but then we go right here to public access. (laughs) Public access TV. Here we go. Tony Schiavone's kid. Very nice. You can get one of these ring lights for like less than 20 bucks at Walmart. Okay, get off me. Get off me. L- let, let's go ahead. Let's throw it to catch a predator. <laughs> there he is. If you there he is. There he is. You can Chris Hansen. Oh my god. Have a seat, please. There's uh, Chris Hansen. Please continue. I, I will uh, I will I will step back. Oh shit. I didn't step back. No, I won't. Now I'm oh, stepping uh, back. Hey yo, uh, oh boy. Rit and Freeland. So what's the spread chart password? Dickhead. <laughs> really? Yeah, <laughs> really? Yeah, I, I, I was, I was asked very nicely to ask that. So, uh, that's that's all. Uh, that's all. Rit, Rit, Rit should know all about that because Rit, we were on a conference William? call for like how long were we on that conference call trying to figure out how we get our merchandise money? It, it felt like it was just something playing on over repeat. Every time we thought we had the answers, they changed the password. Oh, that so, right? I know how much money's probably in. That account right now, probably oh, it's like probably fifty thousand dollars. There's at least seven Canadian, bucks which there. is like five bucks American. Seven money. bucks. Yeah, that's good money. Also, well, he, Liam, I don't here, have an FRM shirt yet. Here, here's the here's the thing. When it comes to that, so Spreadshirt has a United States version, and then there's a Canadian .ca because they don't use .com. I guess right. north of the border, so they sure. .ca. Well, anyway, there's both. So we have been trying to get into the .com one, and we realized it was set up with a .ca account. So now we have to completely change our entire modus operandi to try to get into the .ca account. And at the end Let of the day, handle who, it. whoever has our money, you keep it. It's all yours. I'll handle it. .ca, Why do you right have here. a .ca account? Because the individual who set the account up for us was Canadian. Oh, hell so probably too, right? and, and, and by the way, when money goes from being Canadian, like let's say a shirt's 20 bucks or whatever, it's got to go through some type of exchange rate mm-hmm. and it's... we get less than that. And then when Mikey, Jerry and I had to split it three ways, you're basically each one of us was coming up with a buck 41 because a $20 shirt, we would get like half of that. Yeah, that's the deal with the company. And then it would go through the conversion rate, and then you would take ten bucks or eight bucks and split it three ways. Uh, and after you pay your your taxes on that, it, we both all got a couple of bucks. And we Terrible. pushed that t-shirt shit for years. Hey, we should invest in a t-shirt making machine. We should, we should, like an iron-on, like I got. No, really, like you could do it out of your apartment. A DIY screen. No, like, like like the actual machine where brand. you just. Printed off of it. I said that's like a grand, isn't it? Like it it's expensive. Let, let's go ahead. And let's throw it to the writ. The writ says that there's a possibility. There he is. God, look at that guy. Uh, nice book bag, by the way, pal. Um, you, you, writ said that he may have somebody who could hook us up with uh, with doing this. Right? You have somebody in the pipeline. Uh, yeah, I have somebody in the pipeline that you know they did our call to Beardo shirts. Uh, there's only two in existence. Book, do not put in the chat. I'm telling you now that you're waiting for a shirt. Because man, I am not going to do it. 
I'm but waiting Mikey on a shirt ass, too, and I'm on the damn show. But Mikey, Mikey's in the chat. How you doing, Mikey? I feel bad. Staying sexy, shirt. that's what he's doing. Yeah, no, Mikey was right. We were wasting our time trying to sell this. Uh, I just he at one point he told me he said he said, "Listen, shut your mouth. Stop with these long, drawn out closes and just shut your mouth. Just move on." So, anyway. hey, Freeland, there's a guy at the mall that I can go to if you want. He can get all the shirts printed up, no problem. Just let me know. At the mall in Canada. Yeah. Well, how much? Yeah, is that the only mall. Money? The only mall we have in this entire country. Yeah. I go there. The only mall. Yep. Oops, sorry. Mm -hmm. And how much is yeah. that? Is it like? I wouldn't know. I'm just busting your balls. I oh, I was. Oh, that, you know what? God, you know what? Well, well, Mike. That's what I happens when you do. bust my balls. I don't like my balls busted like that. Um, oh my god, Professor Tony Shavani's kid. Yes, yes, sir. Look at that. Respect. Someone raising their hand. So I actually fast. have. I actually have a, a, a guy not too far from the area in Springfield, Virginia. Uh, DMV Print Shop is what his uh, company is. I found out through his cousin that I used to work with who looks like Jimmy Uso. So I always call him Uso. <laughs> you remember that WCW versus Mike World Order World Tour t-shirt? No. I do. It's one he of them you sent that. me. No, I sent you Mike World Order. Yeah, the photo, yeah. So yes, you that made, I had a bunch of those made when I went to D.C. and sold them out within a few hours. And it's like the more you buy, the less you're, you know, he's going to charge you for each shirt. Hold on a second. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Anton. Oh, boy. Time oh, out. Boy. Time out. We are not. We are not investing in. We are hey, not. No, just get, if you want to do simple shit here. like the NWO shit. Just get the fucking one and just do simple fucking shirts. Which I'm it'll pay for this. itself, guys. Come on. Like you could do lots of other fucking shit with it. And I don't know. I'm just a DIY person. <laughs> I like keeping everything surprised. as in the house as possible to make more money. Even if you see to Mikey's comment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the so crack. Unbelievable. Huh, I guess like I'm birth control. I'm definitely the crack. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and let's start I'm, I'm the game. Let's start the control. game. Go ahead and throw up the first question here. Here we go. We're making some subtle changes to around oh, the horn. Samoa Joe is back in WWE. Uh, a lot of people were not uh, were not sure exactly why that was the case. However, it, the news has been broken by many different outlets that. Uh, Samojo was released from his WWE contract originally because it was a talent contract where he was expected to wrestle. However, um, unbeknownst to us, we don't exactly know what the, the issue is with his health, but he is not able to wrestle. So WWE let him go. They brought him back on a different kind of contract. It's more of a behind the scenes with the addition of being on, uh, on screen occasionally. I'd like to go ahead and get everybody's opinion on this. Do you feel like... Do you feel like this is a good move for Joe? I know a lot of people were hoping that he would have been in AEW or maybe go back to Ring of Honor or maybe even Impact. But at the end of the day, if the man can't wrestle, then really what's the point of wanting to bring somebody like that in? So I'm going to first throw it to Moondog. What's your thoughts on Joe going back to WWE? Is it a good business move if it is true his wrestling in-ring career is over? Yeah, monetarily, if he can make the money without having to do any bums, fuck it, go for it. Uh, 
anybody see him return on NXT? Or uh, I yeah, heard about I it. Um, and I what did. What did, did he do it. on NXT, uh, Mike? Well, the first thing he did, uh, he went after Carrie and Cross. Yeah. Are they wrestling, <laughs> or is it just him getting up in his face? It's just him getting up in his face, telling them that basically okay. there's a new sheriff in town. And then oh. later on in the show, later on in the show, without even having to say a word, he pretty much gave a stink look at Pete Dunn and punked him out. Mm. Whoa. Hey, if he's doing that, doing teases, who knows? Maybe there's more to it than than we're known. But I I I will never downplay anybody going to any company. If they're making whatever much money they're making there, go for it, you know. I like that. Let me go ahead and throw it over to Anton. Um, you know, obviously we were wanting to see the Joe of 2005, 2006, 7 X Division. We were hoping that we would see some matches that we hadn't gotten a chance to see. Maybe him and doing some stuff with Kenny or doing some stuff with Hangman Adam Page. Or if he would have gone to Impact Wrestling, maybe he and Josh Alexander or, I mean, really name anybody. Unfortunately, that never came to fruition. Um, is this just something wrestling fans are just going to have to say, God. It's a damn shame something happened to him physically. Pretty much. It's kind of similar to the Taz situation, which, you know, Vince's comment about Joe always was, I don't want another fat, out-of-shape Samoan, which, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I love the idea of Joe going to AEW for, like, the idea of him versus Darby. The Jesus fucking Christ. You know, he while he's older, injuries, etc., he really hasn't lost a step. Not, not really. Not fucking really. So it's a damn shame. But, you know, I've heard things about them possibly putting him in a, in the regal role, etc. I think he'd be a good GM. I think he would be even better, though, in like a Bobby the Brain role Ooh. as a manager. Not on commentary, but as a manager, specifically as a heel manager. I think that would be fantastic. It, but he has the potential to help anyone. He spent his entire life from the Polynesian entertainment stuff with his family to, you know, mixed martial arts and pro wrestling. The man can help people in one way or the other, for sure. Let's go ahead and let's throw it over the ass, man. Uh, what's your take on Joe obviously basically saying, hey, uh, I'm waving, waving the white flag. I can't wrestle anymore. Therefore, I'm going to take what I can get. And it looks like WWE has been willing to bring him back in. Do you think he's going to be a good addition backstage to the younger guys? I can't see why he wouldn't. He is a wealth of knowledge. He's been around a while. And I was actually reading one of the reasons he can't wrestle anymore is concussion issues. Oh, apparently he's dealing with some post-concussion syndrome <laughs> type of thing. So that's got something to do with it. I believe that was on uh, Wrestling Inc. I read today. Wow. So I think that's why he's not in the ring anymore. That's not to say he could never make a, a comeback to the ring. Just got to get his noggin sorted out. Well, hopefully it does at one point. But I think he, why not? He, He's a good talker. He's learned lots. He's got a lot to teach, especially the younger generation. I can't see why it wouldn't be a good pickup. Uh, apparently, Triple H was a little pissy that Vince cut Joe to begin with. That's why Triple H scooped him up for NXT. So he sees something in him. We you know there's probably been more stuff generated from NXT than WWE in the last little bit, so... Maybe Triple H has seen something. I like it. Let's go ahead and let's throw it over to uh, Mr. Shivani. Um, what's your take on this? <laughs> this whole th don't even give me that shitty look. Don't give me that look. Why do you? Why do you look like you're in a haunted house? Why do you look like you're in a haunted house? 
everything is trying to replicate what your place looks like. Wow. Okay. You know what? Moving on to uh, Mike World Order. <laughs> Boom. Mike, what's your take yeah. on the Samoa Joe situation? Uh, Thank you so much, Mike. Appreciate it. <laughs> oh, well, he's just, turning on everybody. Oh, I'm just busting your balls because I love yeah, yeah. just having fun like that. Let's go ahead. Continue, Mike. What's your take on Samoa Joe? And what does he do outside of training younger guys? What can you see him doing very well on camera? You know, being a bigger Polynesian guy who has taken those type of bumps and wearing his body out. Um, and I, I can see it being more than just a concussion situation, too. You know, you got to think about Smojo. He's a dad. He's, he's thinking about things in the long run. I'm pretty sure he probably got one more run left in him, but any role Samoa Joe does, it's gold, whether he's commissioner, trainer. And, I mean, he even trained the New Japan LA Dojo back in the day when he was the Ring of Honor world champion. Like, um, I, I can't wait to see what they're going to do next with Samoa Joe because I get it. I look at it from a money standpoint. A lot of us wanted to see all these dream matches, but the one thing that we also kind of forget, too, not only these people are professional wrestlers, they're also human. Yeah, good call. Oh, oh, good call. I like that take right there. Let's go ahead and let's throw it over to Liam. Uh, Liam, what's your take on the Joe situation? Um, I don't know why. He, I, I guess I understand why they're putting him in the situation they are because it was like Mike was saying, you know, concussion issues. He's snake bit as far as injuries go. Um, the best thing he could do, I forget who said it, but you know, managing would be great. I mean, I know right now they got him in a GM role. I mean, that's okay for now, but you got to hope that it's going to lead to um, a return in the ring at some point, maybe when he gets cleared. You know, someone pushes the buttons too much, like Adam Cole or somebody, and then, you know, phases him in a match in NXT. That'd be great. But the guy, he's he's got so much talent, but he's just so snake bit. Uh, um, he can't get cleared. And it seems like every time he gets cleared, he's injured within a couple of weeks. And it sucks. But, I mean, you know what? He's back. He's earning some money. That's great for him. I'm really happy for him. And hopefully he's got one more run left in him, and hopefully they'll give him the chance if he can show that his health is uh, right up to par because he's he's one hell of a great talent. Let's go ahead and let's throw it over to the RIT. Uh, you and I have talked about several different things here about you know wrestlers, and, and obviously this is a very – personal topic when it comes to if if the reason is what butt is mentioning uh wrestling inc has been reporting that it could be concussion related um we know that that can then go down the road of cte uh, i'm sure stuff like this may definitely impact somebody's decision whether or not to continue do i really want to risk taking another you know another fall or a hit or whatever it takes that could be something that's even more devastating. So what's your take on this? You think make your money backstage, wear the outfit, get the heat, but not have to get hurt. Well, the first thing on my mind is WWE. If they are a professional company, like they say they were, man, why didn't they take care of all the contract negotiations backstage? You know, Joe hasn't wrestled a match in over two years. So they had him on the payroll for that long. They could have, you know, found out about all these concussions, you know, and everything and say, hey, how about we, we void your contract, 
but we renew it right now for backstage, uh, you know, agency training, you know, maybe an on-camera role. Not sit there and go do it the way they did. We're just going to release you while we want to work out a, con a contract with you. That is so unprofessional. Now, I'll go ahead. Freeland? Yeah, I'm here. I'm sorry. Um, no, I mean, I, I agree with you on that. I think they could have easily just switched his contract over from a performer to something that would be more of a backstage office type of deal. Why they went ahead and just let him go. Plus, let's think about this, you guys. Would you all agree that he was doing a really good job when it came to being at the announcer's table? He was kind of like the wrestler. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. yeah, he, he was giving the he analysis aspect of it that I thought really worked well. Um, so why they would get rid of him and obviously Tom Phillips was gone and then obviously they bring in Adnan, um, and he didn't work. And now obviously they got this, this UFC guy that's coming in. You could have just left Joe where he was, go ahead and give him the money, let him be a commentator, give him a mic cause he was good. And then also say, Joe's going to go ahead and train people. I'm just confused with the, this logical steps that were not taken to avoid all of this. Yeah, they probably uh, fired him and then last minute decided, eh, we want you back. Which I heard it was Hunter. Paul, that whatever you want to say. Yeah. I, I heard him fucking, I heard supposedly he kind of threw a fit and was like, motherfuckers, you, all right, I'm letting y'all get rid of everyone fucking else without really saying shit, but give me that one fucking back. Like, <laughs> but again, the Bobby the Brain thing. Corey Graves. It works great having a wrestler perspective on color commentary because they've actually fucking been there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. As long as he wasn't going to turn into uh, to John Madden, and and I think this this entire <laughs> uh, this panel is old enough to know, John Madden. God love him, but what he would say the most obvious stuff. Him and Pat Summerall. I would have been a catch if he would have held onto it with his hands. It's just like really. Well, no like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> good, good God Almighty! But that was a very, very good point there. Um, I want to get you guys. Uh, Travis Bohab makes a really good point in the chat here. Adnan, uh, did you guys, from what you saw, did you think that he was ready to be in wrestling, or do you think you know what that should not even pass interview number two? He was in uh, the watch head. Let's right go, let's the let's throw it to Butt it. first. What was your take on that one, Butt? He was in over his head right off the hop. He he looked lost. He didn't know what he was doing. It was a disaster. It yeah. Should have never happened. I mean, that's not a slight against the guy, but it just he was not prepared. They uh, they could have used him somewhere in NXT, maybe have him learn a little bit. I don't know. Send him off for some training somewhere doing something. But they they threw him to the wolves. Guy didn't have a chance. Here's the thing that gets me about the whole situation. When you interview somebody and they they openly express that they're not even a wrestling fan, like you have to have some level of interest in the product. And if someone says, do you watch the product? And they say, no, I I'm not really quite sure why the interview even continues from. I'm not a fan and I don't even watch it. Yes, he does sports, but sports and wrestling are two different things. You are a storyteller when it comes to being in wrestling you are more of a statistics kind of factual kind of get in the trenches type of guy when it comes to, to sports itself. Uh, Liam, I mean, would you agree with me on this one? Or do you think that eventually Adnan could have gotten better? Uh, he could have grown. Like there's no 
doubt about it. Like, eventually you get your chops up. But it's weird because when WWE is looking at being an entertainment company, quote-unquote, they take the guy that only has sports knowledge and they put him on their flagship show. That makes no sense at all to me. And I don't know how the new guy is. I don't care. I haven't watched Raw since before the pandemic. Um, so, but it, you know, kind of goes back to what I say. Like, if you're having an entertainment show, which they call an entertainment show, and you put someone that's a sports-centric kind of host on there, how would that make any sense? It would be, it would make more sense if they took someone from, like, fucking Inside Edition or something and put them on there. You know what I mean? It, like, it would make more sense that way. It just, but... But you don't need you don't need someone on there that has absolutely no um, love for wrestling. Like they should have at least a little bit of knowledge of it. Uh, if if you're just putting someone on there who does like fucking entertainment reporting for a news show or something, like what's the fucking point? You know, same thing. You just have someone that's on there just for sports, and I don't see the point. Well, I mean, I would agree with the same thing. I mean, if you're going to put, let's say, somebody uh, just because they're a really good answer, let's take Jim Nance for example. Jim Nance is, is great. He does college basketball. He does the Masters. He does these kinds of things. But it doesn't necessarily mean that Jim Nance would be successful in pro wrestling. Everybody has to know what they're getting into before they do it. And the fact that they don't even do their homework in some ways. And I'm, I'm not here to be a WWE basher. Like, I hate them. I'm just frustrated from the simple standpoint that they make mistakes that are very avoidable. It's not like they were, it, it wasn't like they're duped or they made an investment in something and it just didn't work out. Shit, make an investment in a wrestler and it don't work out. I get it. But you cannot do something that's completely counterproductive to what you're trying to do and then get upset when it doesn't work out. Mm -hmm. Well, look at it from the perspective of, you know, Bruce has always said since the 80s, Vince was trying to get off commentary, replace himself with someone else, replace himself with someone else wanted to replace jr with someone younger even you know even replacing him with joey styles didn't like joey because he was too ecw you know they don't want to be a wrestling company but all these people they bring in for entertainment purposes aren't actually entertaining partially because they don't fucking know anything like exactly you know liam's right you might as well bring in fucking someone from inside edition because at least there's your entertainment aspect because if you don't want to be a sports company and you don't want to be a wrestling company why are you bringing in sports centric people to make it feel like a sport, especially me, when wins and losses don't count and et cetera. Let me throw it to this. Boog makes a great comment here in, in the chat. Um, he basically was saying that Todd Gresham was a sports broadcaster before he went to WWE and um, which was interesting, worked, but then it, it did. But then you have the coach uh, who did stuff in sports prior to WWE and he worked out and now he's gone on to do more stuff. So is it a situation of not necessarily the announcer, but if they're willing and able to adapt to their new environment? Yes. If you give them time, of course. Of it. Michael Cole was a war was a war correspondent before he fucking shoot, uh, got hired. He was I an mean, interview. He was an interviewer when he first yeah, started. Yes. They called him Hermie, and he got wedgied, and he got all this stuff, and people thought of him as a big joke. Wait, and then no, all I thought Kevin Kelly was Hermie. Kevin Kelly was Kevin Hermie. Kelly was Hermie. That's right. Michael Cole, <laughs> Michael Cole got. But then look at Kevin Kelly though. Look how well Kevin Kelly has turned out. I mean, he is the voice of uh, what Ring of Honor and New Japan when they have their stuff. He left ROH years ago. 
or what American promotion was he? Is he just with New Japan right now? He, he was in ROH, yeah. but he left. He left years ago. He went okay. to New Japan. Um, yep. I just think it's interesting as, as far as what they're going to do with with Joe. So. Once again, keep your comments flowing here into the chat. We do appreciate them here. Uh, Order Entertain has something really interesting. Uh, that's why the commentary style of OEE, <laughs> I love it, uh, wouldn't work uh, in the WWE. Order Entertain is a great, great channel. And keep plug. Yes, the uh, the announcing <laughs> is fantastic in that one. I will agree with you one hundred percent. I love watching him play Resident Evil 8. Give me my guns, fat man. <laughs> uh, once again, okay, this is another good comment. Uh, Boog says, uh, Tony Schiavone did Georgia Bulldog football. I think it depends on the person, but once again, if someone says that they're not even a wrestling fan, I guarantee Todd Gresham was a wrestling fan. I guarantee the coach was a wrestling fan. I guarantee all these other people wanted to work for a wrestling company because they were wrestling fans. Uh, we're going to give the final word on this to the writ. Look at that. Nice chain, man. First things first. Like if you have no passion for what you're doing, you shouldn't be doing it. I agree. And it doesn't matter what you did before. If you can have passion and show it to the fans and show it to the people in your voice and your, you know, in your facial features, you you can you can get it over. I agree. Well said. Uh, we're going to be doing something a little different with around the horn this week. No eliminations. No one going away. Everyone stays. However, I still will be the the deciding factor. I will be the boss hog and determining who actually gets the victory this week. All right, throw it up on the screen. Topic uh, number two. What is the most significant match in WWE and WCW history? Now, the reason why I'm posing this question is because The Rock most recently did an interview and he was asked, in your opinion, what was the most significant match in the history of the WWE company? Which match was the one that really was a catalyst for something? And he gave the answer of the Iron Sheik and Hulk Hogan when Hogan officially won the belt um, and it kind of set things going. Now, that's The Rock's take on it. I'm going to go around the horn. I'm going to ask you guys first WWE, then we're going to go WCW. So I'm going to start off with The Rit. What is your, in your opinion, the most influential or significant match in WWE history? Granted, you're not picking generations all time. Ooh, tough one, tough one. I have two come to my mind. Uh, man, I will sit there and say, though, it will be Survivor Series, Brett, Shawn Michaels, Montreal Screwjob. Just because, in my opinion, if that match and that Screwjob never happened, Mr. McMahon never would have came out from behind the camera to be uh, Mr. McMahon, Vince McMahon. And he never would have had a feud with Stone Cold, and Stone Cold never would have had that, that you know, ultimate villain to go against. And you know, leave the attitude error. I mean, it's a good point here, guys. Let's remember, you know, 93 through 96 was the drizzling shits in the WWF. I mean, it was really bad. And this was happening in 97. So let's just say that didn't happen. Okay. We, we wiped that off the history books. Where would they have been? I mean, they were almost out of business when Ted Turner almost put them out. 
this could that could have been the nail in their coffin had something big not boomed. Uh, I like that one. Let's go over to Moondog. Moondog, what's your take on, in your opinion, the most significant match in WWE slash F history? Hogan Rock, because that's two generations colliding. And and you got Hogan, who's the top guy of, like, everything, practically damn, damn near everything, not everything, but, like, before The Rock, and then you have The Rock, who was the along with Austin, the top guy of that generation, colliding. There's way too many, like, to name one. Because, like, you can go, like, Hogan Andre or Hogan Sheik or even Cena and Rock, but, like, or Cena and Orton, Cena and Edge, that sort of deal. But, like, I, I, I was able to narrow it down to Hogan and Rock, I think, because that's two icons of their generations going at it. I like it. Very good take on that. Let's go ahead and let's start over to Anton. Uh, most significant, influential, whatever superlative you'd like to use. Is there a way that you could say, okay, yeah, there's a bunch of them, but I guess if I had to pick one, it would be? It's actually a toss-up between two if you take out Ritz answer because he already took that one. Because Yes, fucking yes. But from my point of view, the, uh, the submission match between Brett and Austin, in which you know Brett you know, gave him the color and took the heat for it, etc., that was a very, very pivotal moment. But if I'm not picking that one, it's my favorite match to show people when they go, oh, wrestling's fake. It's King of the Ring 98, Hell in a Cell. Just because. Oh. Wow. Just God because damn it. It, it's still, you know, they throw that JR call from it to this day on any big sports play, etc. That moment pretty much outlives everything, in my opinion. I'm not saying it's a good match. It's a car crash. Right. But, you know, specifically when people are like, oh, wrestling's fake. Instantly just turn on that and go, you want to tell me this is fake? <laughs> like, Touche. So. Let's throw it over to the butt. Uh, guy, it, there's so many that we've talked about so far, and it, it, it is really hard when you think about it to narrow something down to just one, right? That's like saying, what is my, my favorite meal? I mean, we like different types at different times, different eras. But if you were to have to say, this was the one, this was the one that was the most significant. If we were to take it out, I don't know what would really have happened. What's your take? Well, I had Brett versus Sean, the Montreal Screwjob. Okay. But that one's taken, so I'll go with Hulk and Andre in WrestleMania 3. I like that one. I think it's just the body slam was huge. It was unheard of, more or less. And it kind of made wrestling cool, we'll say. It made it a little more Mainstream, a little more acceptable, say people got a little more talk about it. So that's probably what I go with. But I do honestly think it was the Montreal Screwjob would have been my number one pick. I like it. it. That, that just changed wrestling. Period. That, yes, it did. I agree with you one hundred percent. And that happened in Canada. Let's go ahead and throw it over to Mike Cook. Mike, most influential. Um, I mean, this is this is a hard one. I mean, there's no doubt this isn't easy. It's like picking your. Your favorite episode of your favorite TV series. I mean, is it just one? But if you had to say, this changed everything. So, everyone, I'm, I'm probably going to be the only non-WWE choice. Because you mentioned both WWE and WCW. So, Right, but we're in I'm the WWE go- category right now. Oh, I thought we were just choosing one overall. So, no. WWE... Um, for me as a kid, I'd had to go with 
WrestleMania six, Hogan versus Warrior. Ooh, very good pick. I like that. That's a very, very good pick. I mean, that did change a lot. It was a, it was a changing of the guard. It was a passing of the torch. And what was going to happen? Was Hogan going to leave? Was he eventually going to come back? What was what was going to be the state of the company once that decision was made? Excellent pick, uh, Liam Savage. I know a lot of people have picked things. And it seems like your your list has probably been dwindled down because people have said stuff. But you can rep- you can repeat an answer. What's your take? Um, yeah, everybody went through like everything I had pretty much. Um, the only one that I have left, basically out of like all the ones everybody picked, um, I think um, Steve Austin and Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 14. Mm-hmm. Um. Not just because it was a change in the guard, because HBK left for uh, for a while after that. Steve Austin started his ascent up the throne, and it was big in the sense that that was when the change in the guard was happening in the Monday, Monday Night Wars. And, you know, Mike Tyson came in there. That was a big thing. If they hadn't got Tyson, I don't know if it would have got as big as it was, because that got a lot of media attention. So It did. You know, just, just based on that, just based on Tyson... Uh, that really elevated everything, but it was just, you know, and there was a lot of like kind of what if factor with that, like is Tyson going to turn on DX and all that kind of thing. But um, yeah, I mean, like from Montreal Screwjob, job, Hogan against Sheik, Warrior Hogan, King of the Ring with 98 with Taker Mankind, you know, Andre and Hulk, all that stuff. Like, you know, I had all that, but yeah, um, I'm going to say Michaels and Austin WrestleMania 14. It seems like there's a lot of answers here that incorporate let's let's say Hulk Hogan for example. Do you think that Vince would have created his own Hulk Hogan? I, mean, I know we've heard about that so many different times. But let's say he was completely he never e- existed, okay? Yeah. Um here's scenario 1. Would WWE have thrived would Vince have found his own Hulk Hogan? He may have, but it it depends it depends on yeah. it depends on who he could have he could have plucked, you know, like, I mean, he, he took half the AWA as it was right. Right. In like 83, 84. So, I mean, if he really had of say AWA wasn't even in the picture, who could he have gotten? Who knows? I mean, I, I don't know if there would have been any, been anybody that could have uh, gotten up to that level. Like, like Hulk. I mean, he had it all. Well, maybe not at all. Cause you know, the wrestling in North America wasn't up to par and Japan was a totally different story, but right. Um, you know, uh, it's hard to say. I mean, if you just look at it in that aspect and the AWA wasn't involved, who knows? I can't really it think really, of any one person. It really like depends because think about every other time that he did try it, Warrior, etc. Like, he did try yeah. this several times and it only worked seldomly. You know, worked with Hogan, worked with Austin, worked with Cena. You know, Rock. they've had very few faces of the company. You know, even Shawn Michaels, who even Ric Flair says is the greatest worker of all time, didn't he? Didn't have the same level of Austin, amazing worker, amazing promo, etc. But you know, he didn't make Vince a billionaire. Steve Austin, you to Bret Hart, and he was great too. Yeah, yeah no, that's true. Yeah. That's that's very true. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to this next one. The most significant match in WCW, and in fact, because there's only one. There, there's a lot of us who remember the NWA and Jim Crockett promotions. I'll even give you NWA Jim Crockett if you want to go down that road as well. We're going to first throw it to the writ. 
Uh, Rit, Jim Crockett Promotions, NWA, who do you feel like, or even WCW for that matter, what did you feel like was the most significant match? Well, And, will, and, and why do you need uh, either a Coke or uh, a Monster Energy drink? Do, do you have something? What do you got? Oh, my God. Is it body armor, coconut water? <laughs> Are you turning into a vegan on me? Are you turning all food? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, 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 hey, I still cut my burger like any normal man. That's not normal. All right, let's go ahead and let's go to Moondog. Moondog, uh, <laughs> I, I'd like to know your thoughts on the most significant match in WCW or NWA. Is there one that stands out that you think is wow as far as southern wrestling is concerned they don't get a lot of credit but this one this one was a little different staying in flair any of their matches not just one that was the that that wasn't just the match of the cup uh, of the cup history that was the rivalry because that was the big other than flair and steamboat but staying in flair is like when you think wcw they're, they're like one of the first matches you'd see or you think of or like feuds and such I like that. Very cool. We're going to go ahead and pop back over here to uh, Coconut Waterman. Um, so what's your take on this? The most influential match? Well, I was going to sit there and say what Moondog said because my other match was going to be what everybody else says. So the reason I was going to uh, side with Moondog was because Sting and Flair, it's, it's significant because it was the first match on Nitro. And in Austria was the last match on Nitro to close the show. So, you know, there was that one. But I will go with Bash at the Beach, Hogan turning heel, and taking WCW to that next level where 83 consecutive weeks, they were on top of and, you know, pounding WWE from behind. Um, there's Ooh, only uh, one person. There's only one person that knows about uh, coming from behind, and and that's the ass man right here. So, uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and there let's let's. Hey, butt buddy, oh. I want you to tell me what the most influential match of WCW was. For me, I couldn't narrow it down to one, so I went with a with a rivalry of feud. Okay, it was the Flair Steamboats. Very Every good. Match was five star. You just couldn't beat it. Those were all fantastic. They were both still in their prime. They had everything you could possibly ask for. I, I just unfortunately I couldn't narrow it down. If I had to pick one specific match, I don't know. Um, Clash of the Champions, I believe it was six. Okay. They wrestled each other. That was fantastic, but just picking that, I wouldn't feel right. It was all of it together. It was perfection. I like it. Good answer on that one. Uh, let's go ahead and let's throw it over to uh, to Mr. Savage. So what do you got? What's your take here? WCW, NWA, Jim Crockett. What was the most influential? Um, WCW, everybody said the six man at Bash of the Beach with Hogan turning heel. That was massive. Nobody knew at the time, but it was massive. I'm going in a different slant, though. Um, I'm going old school. Um, for me, like the one that came to mind was um, Flair and Harley Race from Stark 883. 
Oh, Ooh, God. Yes. There, yeah. You know what? For Great everyone, call. every time someone took your shit, you just took mine. There you go. Um, yeah, that was that was big because that was another changing the guard match. Mm-hmm. Um, race, race had been the dominant champion for most of the 70s, beginning of the 80s. And then Flair was already on track to become a, a massive superstar at that point. He took the gold and race never got to that level again he was already on the decline at that point i mean he he won another seven eight years but you know not anywhere close to the way he was and if we're looking at a uh at a you know an underrated one from that time period too we can look at a uh, roddy piper and greg valentine dog collar match because Man, that look at this He's a, he's a savant. I mean, he's got the flowing locks today. Look at that. He's even smiling. He's laughing. Hey, hey, kids, look at this. Liam Savage is in a good mood. Continue. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How hard? Yeah. Anyways, the um, the Piper Valentine match was was great because um, they they weren't just you know, working the whole angle and the whole story, but like, like Piper had massive hearing loss after that. And it was, it's legit, you know, like in Valentine has said, like, you know, he was, he wasn't right after that match. They, they beat the crap out of each other, but they made the fans just absolutely love it. And for that time period, there wasn't anything like it. I agree. So, I mean, you can look back at that, that time period, JCP, man, great stuff. Uh, speaking of things that scare me, let's go ahead and let's throw it back to the Rit. Rit, what's your thoughts on <laughs> no! uh, this one? You said you have another one that you would like to uh, potentially share. Well, I was going to wait until everybody else, just in case someone else brought it up, because I'm that type of guy. You're a stand-up man. Fuck so, Wow, wow, no sell that shit. Okay, so, that's fine. So, I'll go, I'll go so, find uh, a bathroom stall. Mike Cook, you're up, buddy. <laughs> What happened? So, uh, I'm I'm gonna go with one that I'm pretty sure none of y'all would have mentioned. I agree with that one. That's a good pick. <laughs> Asshole. Um, <laughs> can you say the words "We want flair"? I'm gonna go with the main event from Great American Bash 1991, where it was to me the first pay-per-view where fans hijacked the pay-per-view because throughout the whole show, that's all you kept hearing. And it pretty much was interesting to me. That was the pay-per-view where it was the first, well, the beginning of the end of WCW, in my opinion, this is where the coffin started lowering into the, you know, tomb because once flair left, WCW was not the same until he returned. Was that when when he had his issues with Jim Hurd, who wanted to cut yep. his hair and put a stud in his ear and yep. basically changed the nature boy himself? And, and, and no, I, I agree. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Very good. I like that pick. Um, let's go ahead and throw it back over here to Duck Dynasty. Um, <laughs> what's your, yeah, yeah, there you are. Uh-huh. So what, what's your take here? Pay attention. <laughs> My take is... That was a good one. Oh man! Oh wow! And that was you know what you know what kind of response that was. Anton, Anton's up. 
That was a renegade response. Anyway, continue. So my answer is the NWO thing, just because there is nothing they did that had a bigger impact on the business, specifically a long lasting impact on the business. You know, at the time it was a big deal, but we really did not know how big of a deal that was actually going to be. So, I mean, it's the simple answer, but it's the true answer. You know, granted, the Flare and Steamboats paved the way, the shit Dusty did paved the way, you know, War Games, the Bash, etc. But 25 years later, what is the one thing everyone actually remembers WCW for? For life. That's it. Right. That's it. Wow. So many things. And and we would love for you guys to jump into the the chat and and share with us what your takes are on the whole. On the whole conversation, if there's something that you believe that we didn't talk about, is there, if there's a match that you would like us to at some point talk about. You know what I thought about doing, you guys? I thought about having Jim us Craig? go ahead. <laughs> My God. What did you say? What did you say? Nothing. Ass man? Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what I thought. I'm gonna... <laughs> He's too big to be John Silver Jr., I'm going to let that go just like I let go that uh, that chat discussion that happened the other night. Um, Mm -hmm. If you guys would like for us to review a match and uh, somebody could say, hey, I want I want the panel to review this match. We would be more than happy to review it and then obviously talk about it on an episode. Would you guys be willing to do that? I've got a good one. I got a good one. Yeah, well, it's 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 for the yes. You don't even have to say it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I like that. Judy Bagwell on a poll. It's done. We'll do it. No. So who has it? Everybody who's a nay, speak now. Everybody who's an I, speak now. Well, you, you're supposed to say I. 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 Oh. I, Captain. <laughs> Good. Good. I like that. I. Good deal. All right. Let's move it along. <laughs> Next topic. Freeland. First things what? first, what was yours? Oh, I, yeah. I'm the moderator. I don't necessarily no, share. Oh, no, no, no. Come on. Answer, what I have to Come say. On. answer I, the question. I divvy the ball up to you guys. They want to hear about you guys. Uh, okay. He didn't Stop think out. about the answer. Hey, also he doesn't have so, Moondog, are you trying to say I'm not, pre- <laughs> no, I'm not prepared? You couldn't even finish that sentence. That's how unprepared you were. This is very oh. true, Moondog. You know me very well, my friend. Um, okay, the most influential match in WWF history um, in my opinion, would have to be when Hulk beat Sheik. Uh, that's mm. the thing that really started everything. Had you not had that, and a lot of people may or may not realize this, but it was supposed to be uh, Bob Backlund uh, facing the Sheik again, and it was a last-minute replacement uh, for Hogan to obviously step in there and go ahead and do that. He won the title, so as far as that's concerned, I think that's the one that gets it because – you can have all the other stuff that followed, but if you don't have something that started it, then what do you have, in my opinion? Now, as far as WCW is concerned, I was going to go with the Starcade 83 as well, a flair for the gold. Um, I thought that in itself was probably the one that really got WCW going. Because you got to keep in mind, WCW was nowhere near the level of the WWF at the time. So Starcade was their version of WrestleMania. So what they were trying to do is they were trying to go toe-to-toe with them. So what was the big super card that they could put together? And as the years went by, obviously Starcade became even larger than what it was uh, early on. But 
you got to look at Harley Race and Ric Flair. I think that was incredible. Great match. Um, the buildup to that was so good as well. So those are my two. That's my take. I'm shocked no one said Hogan Sting from Starcade. That Hogan Sting at Starcade. I, I, I mean, no, I know your point, but no, like fuck. You know, you could have even build up. Yes, match. The, the build up. <laughs> the build up is the most amazing fucking storytelling build up in wrestling ever, other than the fucking Dreamer Raven feud. Just. B- because oh, and yeah, shit. so but that's a different bargain. That's a different story. But if we're talking Sting and Hogan and the whole eighteen months of Sting not talking, yes, most beautiful buildup ever exposed within six minutes of him walking out. You know, thirty seconds of him going down the aisle, fucked. You know, super fucked. Think they sh- should sort of still dropped him from the ceiling. He shouldn't have come from the back. There's a couple things they could have done to make that better. You could have also said when Goldberg lost the fucking streak. But what paved the way for all that to be a big deal? Goldberg in Hollywood, yeah, that's yeah. another one. Yeah, I actually love the ending to that. How else are you going to beat the undefeatable man? And fucking zap him with the taser. Fuck it. Yeah, I thought, let's just hit him with a cattle prod, something that we use for fucking, you know, livestock. It that's makes how, that's sense, how we though. beat the man. It makes sense. Yeah, it, it absolutely oh, does. Let's go ahead and let's on. brand him on the ass, too. No, I'm not saying it's not fucked. I'm not saying let's it's not a shit finish. Right. I'm yeah, not let's, saying it's Spread the cheeks works. on pay-per-view. Now, speaking of spreading cheeks, let's go ahead and let's throw it to the butt. He would know more about this than anyone. Uh, ass man. Uh, well, I tell you what, after butt decided that he was uh, going to start marketing the butt buddies. Um, I, I mean, I think I it's fantastic. Not. Yeah. You know, rumor has it to do with it. Yeah, Russell rumor zone actually covers our show. And they said that Christopher, Butt. Um, the man who b- just recently bought an Equinox, it was his idea for Butt Buddy Dolls. Anyway, getting back to this, do you think that was the best buildup of a match? Because a lot of people, a lot of people say the greatest buildup of a match of all time, the greatest story ever told. Who would like to take a guess on what that was? The, 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 the consensus of the best story Leading up to a match was what? I, this should be obvious to all of you. Now we're talking ever, ever, any company ever. ever Savage uh, Hogan. Savage Hogan. Are you yeah. kidding me? With Elizabeth yeah. and the lust yeah. in your eyes. And the fact that Randy was legitimately short and tied. I mean, <laughs> sorry, go I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it's also because he actually believed he had lust in his eyes in real life, too. Do we think, yeah, do we, but, but would we agree? Okay. Christopher, do you agree that that was the best story told? Within wrestling was the buildup of Hogan Savage over the course of that year from one mania from Savage winning it to obviously the very next mania where all this crazy stuff happened. And then all of a sudden it went from best friends to best friends breaking up because of a woman. Yeah, it probably was because it had a ring of truth to it. There was more than a ring of truth to it. Macho had his problems, whatever, and... Mm -hmm. You know, it, when you bring in that realistic aspect, because it is a little bit of real life, makes it easier to believe, much more entertaining. Yeah, it's, it's probably a pretty solid pick. I can't argue that. I'd go with it. Why not? Good deal. 
Um, you really can't go wrong with the Sting one, too. So I would say it would be Hogan Macho, that year buildup, and then the 18 months of Sting and coming down, not coming down, being jilted by the fact that WCW turned their back on the franchise guide, then they all won him back. And, you know, I don't want you back because you didn't really trust me when I said I was really not doing the things you did. And it was this big clash of not really the NWO, but the fact that WCW claimed they loved you, but then when it really came to pass, they didn't love you. And so, Everyone turned their back on him and didn't trust him, so therefore he didn't trust you know trust them like the coming down and giving Sting or not Sting but giving Savage the bat and going hit me you know giving everyone that option seeing who was on his side and who wasn't on his side but the fact that he got that over without saying shit yeah he you know the Jake Roberts thing of a man can speak softly and if he has enough power he can still be heard I love that but to not say shit. For yeah. 18 months to point at signs and just let the crowd do it. What? Mm-hmm. Like that, that's mind-boggling now, let alone then. You know, it just there's they've not done anything like that before or since. You know, it really does suck that, that match got ruined within 30 seconds. I guess because you know, Sting, you know, with his own personal life and shit, you know, that got in the way of him training and doing good, or just not thinking they would go through with it. Either way, you know, it just really sucks that match went down the way that it did. Uh, ECW fan says at Anton, one of the best things that happened in that program is when Tyler said, Daddy, you are oh. a drunk and I worship Raven. Yes. Uh, let, let's yes. not forget how well. Oh, my God, dude. Raven That's the Raven Sandman one Especially was. having, you know, addict parents and stuff and having step family members at points and etc. Yes, that shit. Jesus fucking Christ. Especially with you know Raven's whole cult leader mentality, etc. Just that—that's some shit. It really is. It, that feud, you know, if we're talking ECW significant shit, you know, Raven and Dreamer, Raven, you know, Raven and Sandman, you know, you can throw Jerry and fucking RVD matches in there as just a continuous feud that wasn't a feud. But story-wise, Raven and Sandman and Raven and Dreamer. Period. Gold. Gold. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, R.K. Shuttlesworth. I hope I'm saying that correctly. If not, I apologize. (laughs) I mean, just from an underdog standpoint, Daniel Bryan was the best I can think of, but I haven't watched all of wrestling. But overall, yeah, Hogan and Savage. Um, I mean, think about when Daniel Bryan was was doing his, his rise to stardom. I mean, the yes chance and all of that. That was that was it rocked your seat. Your seat vibrated when you were there because it was just, there was so much electricity. So I agree with that one as well. Um, Travis Boham also throws in here. He thinks it was Taz versus Sabu was another. Oh, that was a good one. Fantastic. Also another great story that was told. Um, uh, Mitchie blaze throws in here. The place blew up when Taz and Sabu were finally in the same ring. Uh, You got to remember because Paulie let go uh, or fired uh, Sabu. So when you think about all of that, and then the fact that there was so much reality that was brought into this, and the fact that you know he went ahead and put this back together, lights go down, lights go back up. That was the last thing you were expecting, and he gave it to him. Um, was was such great, great storytelling. All right, well, let's go ahead and throw it to the next one. Here we go. Biggest black mark on pro wrestling. So when we say the biggest black mark, the biggest, 
the biggest just shit stain on on wrestling and, and gosh we've seen so many of these things <laughs> when you look at wrestling you say why did you do this this is not just bad storytelling this is just wrong on every possible level and I don't even know what to say. I can't even go on social media and cuss because I, I don't even really know how to say this. I'm so upset. Yeah. We're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go with my little buddy first. Uh, what do you got here, <laughs> little, <laughs> little, little buddy? Here's the question: two hundred and sixty pounds. Ass man, you're taller than me. Ass man, which one put which one put you on red? Which which Katie which mess? Katie Vick, come on. I mean, Katie Vick is, is a hotbed, is a hot button thing. What made what made Katie Vick so bad, Rip? Or uh, the butt? You, you can't fuck dead people. <laughs> you can't have sex with dead that's people. Who. I mean, that is who. strongly frowned upon. Hey, as long is as they're alive in your illegal. heart. Is that still a, is that illegal in Canada? Because it it's is necrophilia here in the United States. That's what I was saying. I'm pretty sure it is. That's I've everywhere. into it. Uh, I'm say, go with that's gotta be illegal. Liam, Liam, it's tell ridiculous. us from experience. How much time did you get for that first occurrence? Um, about a year less than you got. <laughs> I love you. I love you. That is amazing. So now that the camera is back on you right now, what is the biggest black stain or black mark or blemish or whatever you want to call it? A shit stain, a zit on the ass of wrestling. What is it? Um. I kind of go with my gut on a lot of these things, and the first thing that jumped out at me, and not to bring the room down, but um, the day Owen Hart died. Oof. Just, yeah. you know, in general. Um, that's, a, that's a bad one. Yeah. it. I mean, just the fact that we were all heartbroken when it happened, no pun intended, obviously. It didn't mean it like that. Um, the, the fact that it happened the way it did, and... Um, the fact that the show continued. I mean, yeah, we wouldn't have known what we would have done in that uh, situation. I guess we were Vince, but I mean, do you think anybody in the crowd would have been upset if they had a new what happened and were told they had to leave? No, no, nope, no. And um, that that right right every time, it's it's upsetting. Like every time I think about it, it's it's terrible. But wow. taking a different different slant, I just have one other one though. Um, the whole fact that wrestlers are looked at as independent contractors, and every time they're signed by a major company, they relinquish that right. That's complete bullshit, especially in WWE. Good call. Uh, other companies, other companies, you can actually work for different groups sometimes, but WWE, it's almost impossible to work for another group, and. Uh, the day that a wrestler actually comes out and says and exercises that right, I'll be blown away. And then if everybody starts following suit, that would be great. But that's that's the other major one for me. Go ahead and let the Glad y'all agree. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no we just, agree. You're so serious and not flying off the handle. You've gotten yourself into the green zone. I'm rather proud of you. Ooh. I see you're working. No, I, I'm actually not going to be smart-ass for a change. As much as Liam and I go at each other every week. Yes. No, like, those are some great points. You, you can't even you. jump on any. No, like, you can't even make any smart comments about that. Those are all fantastic. Well-spoken. 
Appreciate it. Chop it up. Chop it up. Whoa, it looks like we might have a ceasefire here between uh, the two countries. We're going to go for I lunch like day next week. They're, yeah, they're in the same country. Those are the two countries. From the two countries. It's like it's like the Israelis and the Palestinians. I tell you what, North and South Canada. Ceasefire. Oh, yeah, God. Civil War. Let's go ahead. Let's uh, let's throw it over to Anton. Uh, biggest, you know, just biggest shit stain here. What do we got yeah. here? I had I had a question for the question, and it's not me trying to be difficult. It's just a realistic thought. Are we talking kayfabe or not kayfabe? Are we talking like actually in wrestling or shit that happened in real life that affects uh, the wrestling business? Okay, it can be whatever you choose. The original so, question was based upon. What did storyline wise? What was like the dumbest, okay. like most wrong thing that they did? However, if you would like to go with something that was more real life based, that's fine. Um, I just thought it was a realistic question. Um, so context, context is king. Um, I definitely agree with Butt on the Katie Vick thing because fucking dead people isn't right under any circumstances. Black hum- you know, humor movies are one thing. Fucked up B-rated movies are one thing. But in general, the fact that Vince wanted to shoot that straight and thought that the only way this would be real and that Bruce Hunter and everyone else was wrong was we got to do this straight. Thinking that was a good fucking idea. Nah, like playing it over the top, making it funny. You know, I'm fucking a mannequin. I fucked your brains out. That could have been funny. Could have been. Doing it serious? No. Fuck no. So do you think it was because it was in a funeral home? Yeah, and the fact that a real funeral was going on on the other side of that fucking wall. Like that pop-up thing. The real funeral was going on on the other fucking side of that shit. They're still doing business. While they filmed that shit. Yeah. So, yeah, that's fucked up. But real life-wise, the Owen Hart thing is super fucked up. But they... Ray Mysterio hit the six one nine on the guy, and the guy died essentially right there. They didn't stop the match, so oh yeah, the show must go on. It was a killer move. But, uh, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm, oh, God damn, God damn you're dude, you're banned. But I was the Grizzly Smith thing. That's a huge black stain on the world of pro wrestling. Huge. Uh, someone in the chat said the steroid scandal, but that that really isn't it because everyone was on steroids at that time of every sport. So that's Correct. really not that big of a deal, in my opinion, because that was a society thing, just like the cocaine in the 80s society thing. But really, Benoit, like, like realistically, like specifically in my lifetime, the biggest thing that has made people look at pro wrestling and that changed pro wrestling, you know, drug test policy the heart you know and wellness policy after you know eddie guerrero but when they really started implementing all that other shit the concussion protocol and everything else then what and that's it's a huge huge the fact that he's completely whitewashed like entirely fucking whitewashed you know yes somehow i can separate the human being from the artist the wrestler etc i have to do the same thing with prince you know and musicians you know can't always do it you know, like if I know someone's a pedophile, the dude who made Jeepers Creepers movies is a pedophile. So I never saw the third one. I refused to buy the first two again. I will not support him because he's a pedophile. You fuck with children. I hope you die. You know, so. Amen. And again, kind of for the same aspect. He killed a fucking child. So. That. I mean, you know, if, 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 he, if down he got upset and wanted to do something to himself. So be it. you're a grown ass adult. Yeah, don't do, don't do not do anything to another person or another child. If you choose to do something, uh, I don't want you to. But you see what I'm trying to say in the yes. context. Yes, don't you bring know, anyone people, else into it. Yeah, I tell people all the time. You know, like, do I want you harming yourself or drinking yourself to death, doing pills or drugs, and putting yourself in harm's way? Of course not. I will be here to help you. But you, that's also on you, and that's your your own decision. As long as you're only hurting yourself, 
can't really say shit. When you start affecting others, when you start affecting other people, it's no longer just your fucking issue and we have a problem. Agreed. By the way, I apologize for the Rey Mysterio thing. It looks like no, I... No, no, no. It, really bad pun, but my fucked up humor loved it. I really did, but again, Mike Freeland, God damn it. <laughs> Indeed. It wasn't Ray's fault. No, Indeed. it wasn't. No, it wasn't Ray's fault. It wasn't anybody. No. A, a dude died a couple weeks ago from being chopped in the corner. He had a heart issue, and he didn't know he had a heart issue. He Correct. took too many chops in the corner and fucking died. Shit does just happen. I'm not blaming Ray. I'm not blaming the dude who got chopped no. or the guy who chopped him. Shit happens. It does yeah. fucking happen. It's not ballet. You know this going into it. Ted DiBiase's father actually passed away in the ring. If you, um, yep. I believe there's a great documentary out, and I saw it on. It's on Tubi. Uh, which is free. You don't have to, or just download the app. It's Tubi, and I believe it's also on Amazon Prime. It is the price of fame, the Ted DiBiase story, and it is so good. Um, I love documentaries in general, but the Ted DiBiase story, the price of fame is huge, and um, Ted's father uh, died in the ring, and it, it kind of explains the chronicle of his story, and it was just absolutely heartbreaking to see what Ted went through and to see how he came out on the other side. Um, RK Shuttlesworth also says, of course, uh, the Jerry Lawler situation. I mean, that was pretty, that was scary as hell because you knew something was going on, but you didn't know exactly what. And then when you found out, it's just like your heart goes in your stomach and thank God that they were able to uh, bring him back because that was jacked up. Uh, anybody else want to weigh in on this? The biggest, uh, I mean, the, the Katie Vick thing. Yes, we're going to throw it to uh, to Moondog. What you got? I would have said Benoit, but for the sake of like more than just one, uh, def- other, other than Benoit, I would probably say uh, when WCW and ECW closed because that was less jobs, yeah. less yes. major promotions. Yes. Good call on know. that one. It, it, wrestling was starving for major promotions fans gave up and said, I don't want to watch WWF. I just, I wanted, I, I wanted a WCW. That's our deal and left. And now to this day, everyone's trying to get those fucking people that left, which I don't think will ever happen, which is just my opinion, but that's, that's just my, but definitely because most, most of all, because a lot of wrestlers lost their jobs and yeah, they yeah. never recovered. Like m- most of them either just, faded away into obscurity like above bagwell or a fucking a crowbar or and such while others like norman smiley they ended up having a happy ending where they got a job in wwe as a trainer and such but like you know there's plenty of guys out there that just kind of faded away in the indies they, maybe they still wrestle every now and again nowadays or maybe they just got out of wrestling in general like like a chuck palumbo that sort of deal but uh you know it sucks I'm, it, it took like 20 years for there to be another major promotion like a WCW, which was AEW. TNA was close to doing it, but they fucked up and uh, fell off the rails. Uh, but now that AEW's around, that's finally we have another major promotion where people are where like, you got guys like Randy Orton using AEW as leverage to get more money in his new deal, which is good for people because more people can make more money. AJ. Yeah. AJ, AJ as well, you know. Yeah. AJ was supposed to show up on that original very first Dynamite. It wasn't supposed to be the Anderson and Gallows. Yeah. 
Anderson Gallows and AJ. And, you know, AJ still thanks them for, hey, thank you for the biggest payday I've ever gotten. And it's because he had that haggle negotiating ability. That's, that's it. You know, think about it. Everyone else did it with WCW back in the day, including fucking Bret Hart. Eh, I'm going to leave here for $3 million because I have a $3 million guarantee. And then, you know, when things aren't going his way, it brings it up every fucking time. Well, if you want the fucking money, that goddamn bag go. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree 100% with all of your comments. And I think that the, the exciting thing about having debates like this is because everybody comes at it from a different direction. Uh, Moondog comes at it from obviously being a worker and looking at the, the, the dark days. Um, we also look at it from the fact that a lot of the injuries obviously took their toll on um, Benoit and obviously what led to that. And then obviously Owen Hart dying and, you know, other wrestlers dying in the ring as well. That's a black mark. And then obviously the stuff that was done in production that was done in such poor taste, uh, necrophilia, why another funeral, a real one was happening on the other side of the wall. That in itself sounds like a Vince thing. Like, Hey, you know what? That's hilarious. We're going to do this and we're going to do it right when another one's happening. That, you know, that that's just... Well, they just happened to rent a real funeral home, and the time that they had rented it for, there just happened to be a funeral going on on the other side. That that really wasn't his doing, but the choosing to go through with it and doing it straight, etc., <laughs> that was all his doing. If you've never heard Bruce's episode on this where they touch on it, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> it is. Didn't they do that with a big show segment? Like in a, there was a funeral happening. Yes, uh, there was a real funeral happening. Yeah. When the big boss man and your, haha, your daddy's dead. Your daddy's dead. Yeah. So part of that there was, was a grieving happen, family over here. Yeah. The big show yeah. diving on the coffin as it's pulling away wasn't supposed to happen. He just did that. And boss man steadily just screaming while another service is going on. Your daddy's yeah. dead. Your daddy's dead. That was all. Yeah. But yeah, no, they use real funeral homes and real cemeteries for all of that. And the uh, last time they ever did a cemetery segment, when they did the Cena Taker stuff in like 04, yeah. they used one last cemetery, and they got a call from the dude running a cem the cemetery a few days later telling them, eh, there's a newspaper doing an expose, and y'all never be back here, da-da-da-da-da. And he thought it was because they were shooting wrestling segments there. No, the person running that funeral home and running that cemetery had been stacking bodies for yeah. years, like selling double selling grapes, taking one grave that someone was already buried in wow. and stacking another body on top of it. And so that's why the newspaper did the expose and shut them down. <laughs> and it wasn't because of wrestling. It's because he was doing fucked up shit. Like, oh, like cordwood? They're just kind of stacking grave. one on top of another. I didn't oh, know that. Yeah. Jesus. Huh? Yeah. That's not good. That's um, what do we got next, Ritster? That's what you want. What about Mike Unit? Leaving oh, poor did, Mike did, out. Did, did Mike get to go yet? I thought you went, Mike. No. Nope. Poor oh, Unit's oh, been oh. quiet. Oh, he's pissed off. Uh oh. Oh no. Oh no. Fall asleep. Here comes a promo. Here comes a promo. Let's go ahead and throw it to Mike Unit. So, um, <laughs> does that answer? The part about the Ray Mysterio incident. Um, so what most people didn't know, ninety percent of that injury wasn't all Mysterio. Um, oh, I don't blame so, him at all. One person, one hundred percent at all. Well, Zero. No, no, no. Not just, not just that. Pero Aguayo Jr.'s toxicology report showed that he has so much drugs in his system. Freeland, you could have bumped into him by accident, and he would have fell on the ropes and snapped his neck the way he did because his body wow, was Jesus. so relaxed throughout that match. If you watch the full match, you'll see he was very sloppy compared to how he usually wrestles. So something wasn't right in the beginning, you know. 
But my pick, I would have to say the day that the backdrop was banned for a while. Um, this past week makes it the uh, anniversary of Japanese legend Mitsuharu Mizawa's death in the ring. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, from yep. a backdrop suplex from uh, Akitoshi Saito at a pro wrestling Noah event. For a while, they stopped doing the backdrop suplex in certain promotions, Noah being one of them because of that. And pro wrestling Noah has not been the same, even though Marfuji is doing a good job running the show, but it really hasn't been the same since Mizawa's death. It never will. Yeah, I'll put it in recovery. Good call on that one as well. Uh, we got any other ones here, Ritster? Uh, the only thing I could think of, you know, because uh, no one covered, would have had to been, it's not my fault. Oh, oh no. the baby. Yeah, Snitsky, you know, the whole, you know, <laughs> losing the baby, punting it out into the crowd. It wasn't yeah. my fault. He but that was at least a joke. But I, he punted. What, okay, hold it on. Was, was, it, was it believed? It was like, right, it was a baby doll. I get that, but was it was it supposed to be in a story that it was a real fetus? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the, whole, you know, the whole storyline is that you know Lita's pregnant, etc. You know, he caused her to have a miscarriage, etc. I mean, it was really just being a hill and taking cheap heat at it. You know, it wasn't. You know, so. Eh. So. I'm trying to remember that angle completely. So he 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 punted. A fetus a into the crowd. No, no, it was just a baby doll. It was, a baby doll. It, was, it was like a baby doll. Right, I get that. Uh, okay, so you're you're basically saying because he he led her to have a, a miscarriage, correct? Yeah, the the, the whole mi- miscarriage part of it. But wasn't that also already previously done with Marlena? Yes, yeah. Marlena yeah. was on the and ring like, apron, yeah. and she all of a sudden, you know, had a miscarriage. And I don't know if they had. Did they have blood with that? If you know what I mean, no, I hope not. I don't think so. no, no, but okay. I think they did that in WCW with blood, which was so gross. They had a bloody miscarriage on WCW. I think it was. It was like Miss Hancock or some shit. Stacy Keebler, but it wasn't a legit really miscarriage. Yeah. She oh was my god. She wasn't. She didn't have a miscarriage. She faked it, um, just to distract David uh, Flair from losing. Because a week later she came out. With <laughs> what a way to distract! Ah, miscarrying! Oh shit! Roll up, Vince Russo booking. Yeah, not a not a foreign the object. The O'Connor roll. Yeah. Oh, 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 distracted. Oh, <laughs> I won. Stasiak, and that's when she turned heel and got with Sean Stasiak. Because a week later she came out on Thunder with the uh, baby carriage with Sean Stasiak. They're like, we're gonna show the baby, and it's nothing but a stack of eight by tens of Sean Stasiak. Uh, it was the dumbest storyline ever. Yeah. Well, did, did hold on. Speaking of fetuses and, and miscarriages and, and all that kind of stuff. By the way, somebody in the chat is saying that Marlena was not "quote unquote" pregnant at the time. Yeah, they didn't ever actually say she was pregnant. They just hinted at it. Yeah, she did. She said we're pregnant to Valvinus. And Valvinus is like, wait, we're pregnant? I got a vasectomy. Commentary didn't actually no, say yeah, it. And they yeah, didn't yeah. miscarriage either. They just like said she lost the baby. Like They did it in a very weird, fucked up way. Okay, yeah. what about this one recently? Ric Flair, he was teaming up with... The, who was the girl who was the All-American? She oh, was the sailor. Evans. Lacey yeah, Evans. Lacey and that he evidently had coitus with her, and he's like 90. Coitus. And, coitus. Uh, yeah. 90. Oh, and that, that he got hurt. 
knocked up, but then in reality, she was knocked up by her husband, boyfriend, whoever it was. Husband. husband. But the fact that she went from, down she that road. Oh. Very nice. Macy Very nice. In, she lives in Beaufort, South Carolina. Very nice. But the whole Ric Flair was the, 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 the you know, they're playing it up as if he was the father and this and that. Uh, uh, I don't know. It wasn't Could terrible. Be. There have been worse. It wasn't. Oh great, no! I, but but I'm not. I'm not saying it was the worst ever. But I'm just saying, yeah. it's it, it's a little <laughs> creepy. It, I mean, it, it it's yeah. I don't mind who's bit. the father yeah. as long as you don't kill the fucking fetus. You know that's that's yeah. fine. Yeah, that's we don't important. need any. That's important. Yeah. You yeah. don't have to kill the fetus. Just have fun with who's the dad. You know. Yeah. Wow, so this is guys straight to shit tonight. <laughs> no, this is good. These are good talking points. These are good talking points. All right, what's everybody's take on the last week in pro wrestling as, as it is? We had In Your House Takeover. Um, that was kind of a big thing right now, obviously. NWA, um, you saw that. Oh my gosh, I'm starting to blank here. Um, when our shadows fall. There was a women's title change. God, why am I blanking? That when our shadows fall, that's or something like along those lines. I don't know. Uh, Some stupid Deeb. name. I thought it was Serena Deeb lost the title to Camille. Camille, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was one thing that stood out yeah. to me. Why Trevor Murdoch is still somehow a, a number one contender? Uh, that kind of you know makes me shake my head. He's as great. far as that. Because he's, he's great. great. Yeah. Yeah, watch him. Yeah. He's great. No, I've watched was, Trevor Murdoch. I've, I've watched him. He was he's a great Dusty. wrestler. Is is there anything else that's kind of caught your eye most recently about wrestling that has been like, hmm, that's kind of interesting? Uh, how Moose is not the uh, Impact Champion? Well, he couldn't get the job done. That's, I mean, at the end of the day, he got out wrestled by a seven star caliber wrestler, and uh, so it works. Yeah, wasn't Impact at Daly's place this week or some shit? Yes, Just the main event was. So, so yeah. So the main event at uh, the pay per view actually. Took, here's where this doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So Sammy Callahan and Tommy Dreamer have a match. Okay, they even talk about that it's taking place in Nashville, right? They they specifically mm. mention Nashville. So they, they have a match, and then by the time we get to the main event, not to give a spoiler, Sammy Callahan is at Daly's place. So I started look. I don't even know why I went down this rabbit hole. This was the the Mikey Whiprick Iron Mike Sharp rabbit hole. But I was like, okay, when was his match? If he got on a chopper or if he got into a Learjet, theoretically, could he go from Nashville to Jacksonville and still be there in time to interfere in the match? No, um, no, no one's talking about this, and I don't know why. No, people are talking about it. I heard a few people. The continuity just doesn't make sense whatsoever. No, no. I mean, did that bother you as well, Liam? Like, that's just dumb. Yeah, it bothered everybody. It was terrible. You have to have some continuity. You gotta like make it somewhat realistic. If you're doing that and you're not <laughs> figuring in like basic, you know, basic time frames. I mean, like logistics. What's the fucking point. Yeah, right. logistics. Yeah, it's stupid. That that to me just it, it to me it almost kind of killed it a little bit. Because mm-hmm. it was like it was shocking, but th- but then like a half a second after you're like, oh, I'm shocked. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. Yep. So anyway, uh, I do see that somebody has pulled up a clip here. Uh, Anton, you may go ahead and cue this up here. 
Yeah. All right. So, folks, <laughs> uh, this is going to go in line with uh, one of the worst things that was done in wrestling. So here we go. Do you share the audio? Yes. Oh, no. Oh, Jericho's right there. And I'll do to him whatever I want. What? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you should hear Jerry Lawler tell the, tell, talk about this angle. It's hilarious. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> He's fucking crying. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Oh, my God. Look at Booker T. Booker T's in shock. It's fourth and long. I was just about to say, man, he should have been hired by somebody. The Booker T incident. Oh no, shit! Which which Booker T situation? Him not winning the title in 04 at Mania. There's that. There's him saying the N word. There's Kurt Angle wanting to have sex with Mike. Oh, you mean the Hogan? We coming for you? Hold on. Yeah. So Booker T, that was Booker a total T drop up though. That was like you could tell it in his face the moment he said it afterwards. He drops his head and Sherry puts her fucking hands on him and shit. Like that was a slip of the tongue. That was that was a literal accident. Yeah, that, you know, that wasn't, yeah. It's not like him, it's not like Vince in the Cena thing at Survivor Series 05. What's good, my it's not that. <laughs> it, it, was that was that when Vince had the do rag on and he had the, no, the this ECW was belt? This was, this was like a year before Ooh, that, six months or yeah, they Open did a segment where he John Cena was like acting all hood and talking about some John Cena. What's good in the hood? And he's like just holding it down. And this man looked at him, and said, "Keep, keep up the good work." My N word, and then walking away. Then he sees Book. He's like, "What's happening, Book?" And Book had this look on his face, like, "Tell, Tell me, me he did not say that. say that." Wrestling is wild. I have never seen that. Yeah, it's terrible. You don't want to. Hey, could you have the Canadian network, the Canadian version of WWE network? I don't think they cut it from there. They cut it off of Peacock recently. They cut that. Oh, yeah, they cut yeah. out the Nation uh, DX stuff, and they cut out Roddy Piper painting half of himself black. They Are cut out serious? all four. Yes, for WrestleMania. Yes, yes. They cut that whole fucking match. They cut the promo, and I'm pretty positive the match. They cut the promo for sure, and they got rid of all the DX Nation parody stuff. See? That and Piper match is garbage, but no one wants to talk top. about that. <laughs> it was it was Piper and what? Top. Bad News Brown. Bad News yeah. Brown. It's a yeah. garbage match. But, it is. But everyone wants to complain because all cancel culture and shit. Oh my god! I, see, my whole thing is though: if you don't learn from history, you're doomed to repeat it. Don't just whitewash these things and ignore them. Use it as true. a speaking yep. point. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, well, we're gonna do a quick pause here. I got with this. the panel, so I'm gonna put. Uh, I'm gonna have to do this really quick. I'm gonna have to put uh -oh. everybody in, in gorilla just for a hot second. Go. We're we're gonna bring people back here. Don't worry. It's just gonna be me and the Ritzer here for a second because we need to talk about something very important. All right, Ritzer. So there is a big event coming up, isn't there? Huge event. Huge Man. event. It is. Let's. Where did you and I? Oh my God! Did I screw something up? As long as they can still hear us, we can be off the screen. All right, let's go ahead and let's get ourselves off the screen because we're talking about a huge event that's coming up. So you know what? I'm going to take our asses back there, off the screen. Let's.
You can't hear. They can't hear us. No. No, they can't hear us, Ritster. That's the problem. Oh, I so, sit there and thought that, that there was possibility we they could hear us. Yeah. Well, you know what? We we. <laughs> this is what happens, kids, when there's not a whole lot of pre. <laughs> you you do amazing job with this, Rit. I give you a ton of credit, but. Let's go ahead and let's talk about this. So we are big fans of AAW, which is in Chicago. They put on some great, great shows. Uh, I was recently on the phone with Trent Saberi, who is one of the main guys. He and Danny Daniels run a promotion. They've talked about, hey, we need to we need to be coming up there. And definitely there's a big, big event that's coming up here. So let's go ahead and let's talk about that, because you know what? I think people are going to be really excited to find out where they can go get tickets. Well, let's see here. It's a little uh, AAW Wrestling presents United We Stand live July. That's not the fifteenth. It's the nineteenth. It's the ninth at one fifteen Bourbon Street in Freeland. Can you help me out, Marionette? Marionette Park, Illinois, my friend. Marionette, Illinois. It's going to be a really, really good show. So, um. A couple things I want to go over with this one. If you have not gotten a chance to see the most recent episode um, of AAW television, you can go ahead. All of it is still up on Fight TV. You can go ahead and see that as well. Um, you got um, so many different classic matches from the last event that are still up there. Now, they also have the return of Chris Statlander. That's going to be coming up on this big show as well. So, once again, you can catch all of AEW's matches. You can catch all of their programming. That is going to be up on High Spots Network. So, once again, that is going to be on the High Spots Network is where you can catch all of their shows. Once again, you can go ahead and shoot on over to AEW Pro Wrestling. They are online. You can go ahead and click down there. You can find tickets for all their shows. Um, Once again, the next big pay-per-view is going to be Friday, July the 9th. And there's been a couple of matches announced already, but this one is really, really good. Chris Statlander is somebody you and I are big fans of. Huge fans. She, man, I was always a fan of before she got hurt, but then she went, she came back, she put in the work. Uh, she's more athletic. She's stronger, man. And she is the AAW Women's Champion. And man, she is going up against a top contender in Allison Kay. This is going to be a match that you do not want to miss. No, I agree. Allison Kay is one of these wrestlers who has really started to come into her own as of late. And she's starting to really make a name for herself in in professional wrestling. And it's going to be a great match between her and Chris Statlander. If you are not familiar with Chris Statlander, you can definitely see her in AEW programming, either Dynamite, which normally airs um, on Wednesday, or I'm not sorry, uh, Tuesday nights. Is that correct? Correct. Tuesday nights on um, TNT, or you can also find them. They are being preempted, obviously, because the NBA playoffs. So this week, Dynamite is going to be on Friday night. Uh, Tickets do go on sale uh, tomorrow night at 7 p.m., and then you can go to aawpro.ticketleap.com. There's still so many great seats that are still available right now. So let me ask you this, Rit. When it comes to women's wrestling, you, you got to agree. AAW has been one of the premier promotions to go ahead and really highlight and showcase the women talent. Uh, yeah, they have. You know, and not, man, you just think of the names that have gone through there and, you know, not just gone through there, but they come back. They're loyal to AAW, just like the fans are loyal. You know, you, you can't miss this show. Freeland, 
if I was closer, heck, I, I might have to go there with you. I'll come pick you up. You know, we'll go there and watch this. It's something you can't miss. Let's go ahead and let's do this really quickly before we continue to do the rundown of the card. Can we get maybe a split screen here? We can go ahead and have the card thrown up here and where you and I can be off onto the side here because I definitely want to give uh, some people some some good visuals here when we talk about this. Um, once again, tomorrow, you're going to be able to go ahead and get your tickets. Once again, go to, over to aawpro.com. You're going to be able to get that. There is a ton of talent that has come through AAW. I mean, Sammy Callahan has come through there. There's so many people that you will see on uh, not only Impact Wrestling, but people that you've seen on Dynamite as well that have come through AAW. They are what a lot of people have been saying right now is the premier independent promotion out there. There's a lot of darling promotions that are out there, but AAW right now, specifically here in the Midwest, is doing a knockout job. Uh, Danny Daniels, who you may remember him from ECW, he is obviously the owner, and he runs the place along with, thank you very much, uh, along with Trent Saberi, who is the Bruce Pritchard. Um, he's going ahead and he's putting a lot of this stuff together. So United We Stand, July the 9th, uh, 115 Bourbon Street. Obviously, you're going to be able to go ahead and start pre-ordering your tickets for that as well. I live probably, I was talking to Trent earlier, no more than six or seven hours away from where the arena would be at. So if situations were different, I definitely, definitely would be there. Um, Rit, do you have the fight? Do you have fight TV? Uh, I have it, but I haven't actually got a hold of it. But you can check out last uh, month's event at fight.tv forward slash watch forward slash AAW uh, dash pro. Yeah, all the information is there. You can go ahead and you can find that um, also, which is going to be really interesting on the very next one. Myron versus Hakeem Zane for the Heritage title. We've had Hakeem Zane here on the show before. I think he's a, a tremendous, tremendous star right now, obviously with Impact Wrestling, their most recent pay-per-view. Um, he was going for the number one contendership for the X Division title. He's really been in the title picture for a long time, but when it comes to AAW, he's actually one of their premier guys. Yeah. You know, you look right there, and Hakeem Zayn, you and I interviewed him. So much energy, so much passion. You know, he he gets it. It's a brand. And he just, you know, doesn't matter if it's Impact, AAW, you know, he just goes all the way every time. And what do you think his chances are of him walking away with the title? I mean, I, I listen, at the end of the day, you, you can never go against him. I think he is one of those individuals who puts together a really compelling match. He tells a great story when he's in the ring, and I think anything is possible in AAW. I, I look at AAW in the same way that I would look at ECW. There is nothing necessarily that I can go into one of their pay-per-views and say, oh, well, that's a foregone conclusion. That's going to happen. Or this individual is going to win. It's very interesting. Everything is very spontaneous. And I would not count my chickens before they hatch. Um, I do definitely think Hakeem Zayn is going to definitely give him a hell of a match. Um, and also, you're going to see Mance Warner, uh, the Manser, and he's going to be in the main event in a steel cage match as well. So let's go ahead and let's talk about this. Mance Warner, he's one of the guys who everyone has been talking about where he's going to end up going. Um, 
what's your take on Manser? What's your take on his gimmick? And what's your thoughts about the fans getting a chance to see him in a steel cage? Well, I, I just started, you know, watching him a little bit, getting myself familiar with him. And this man's a brawler. You know, the ring can't contain him. We're going to see July 9th if a steel cage can, can uh, contain him because, man, I, I, I just, I, I don't know. That, who can stop him? Who can take that title away from him? That's going to be you know, what we turn in the, tune in to find out. So we're going to find out here on Friday night, July the 9th, once again, Chris Stantlander versus Allison Kay, Myron versus Akeem Zane, and obviously Mance Warner in the main event in a steel cage match for the heavyweight title. It's called United We Stand. Once again, throw the ticket information up there on the screen where they can go to go ahead and get all of their ticket information. Uh, they can go ahead and go to aawpro.ticketleap.com. Dot com Tickets are incredibly affordable. There is no such thing as a bad seat in the house. Um, it's it's really, really going to be good. So definitely check that out. We're going to be doing more um, cross-promoting with AAW as we talk about what's next within the company. What are some new stars that they're developing? Who is on the rise? What's going to go on with that? So very, very excited. But it all starts with July 9th with United We Stand. All right, with that being said, let's go ahead and let's bring in the rest of the guys as we normally do before we say our fairly wells at the end of the night. Let's go ahead and let's bring back Liam. Let's go ahead and let's bring back Moondog. We'll go ahead and bring back Mike as well and Anton and the ass man himself for a final showdown. Is there anything anybody would like to say before I announce who the big winner is? Tonight, anybody want to anybody want to say anything before I reveal who I have chosen as the best panelist tonight? My dick hurts. Quit being so I mean, it happens. I mean, Quit that's a really so good much. point that you're making right Take there. it out of the vacuum. Some things. <laughs> Is that why it's turned blue? Damn, use lube, motherfucker. Sometimes things just happen that way. I, I don't really know what to say. Sometimes your dick does hurt. Um. You need uh, more than spit sometimes. <laughs> Let me ask you this right now. Wow, we have a short here. That is that is tremendous. Uh, let's go ahead and let's throw it to uh, Butt Buddy real quick here. Butt Buddy, let me ask you a question here. Um, on the panel, who would you be willing to share a hotel room with if we were all to have an FRM get-together and you have to bunk with somebody? Who are you going to bunk with? And why And why is it Moondog Murray? <laughs> Uh, well, um, oh, fuck it, yeah. I'll bunk with Moondog. Why not? I feel like booking with Moondog would be would so totally much fun. I mean, However, I, it just, he's just a happy a soul. Drink, I'm not finishing it because it'll be like a Cosby ball. <laughs> You're not getting Mickey. A roofie colada. <laughs> Shit, I'll great, probably get but... drunk way before you, but. Well, uh, maybe. <laughs> did, did you just say roofie collateral? I said a roofie colada. And a Cosby Paulton. Oh, oh my God. Did we just have a Putin Pop reference right there? Yes, we did. I love it. Uh, and and totally crash with Moondog. No problem at all. Anton, what, if you were rooming with somebody in the panel here, who would it be and who do you think you'd have the most fun with in the room? 
I'd probably get the most <laughs> drunk with fucking Moondog if we're being real honest. But I think me and Mike or me and Liam would sit and just have an interesting ass conversation. And when you say Mike, which one are you referring to? Mike, you, but you as well. Like we'd me and oh, you would end okay, up more that, on that's history. That's cool. I, I get. We would I, up, no, hold on. Me and you would end up more on actual history, like history of the world and history, history in general. Me and Mike Unit would end up discussing wrestling more. It's just a matter of two different people, two different conversations. That's so. fine. I'll be the dad of, of the whole group. So 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 far, Moondog seems to be the coolest, most fun guy. Then Mike Unit seems to be pretty cool and fun. Let's go ahead and let's throw it to Mike Unit. Outside of hanging out with yourself, who are you going to bunk with? <laughs> Oh, Thank you, you so much for your opinion, up. Mike Unit. That was awesome, man. So much contribution to today's show. Who would you who would you bunk with? A little, you... A little saltiness? Come on now. No, no. I hey, said I, we would bunk together. I said you'd be my bunk buddy. Oh, I would uh. be your bunk buddy. Now, why would I be your bunk buddy? And what would make that that time so much fun? I need a good wingman. I do it. I'd be your wingman. Hey, Freeland likes his wings. Nice. <laughs> are you trying to say i have a calorie intake problem is that what you're trying to say why right would now? you say that Rit? fuck well in order to take care of the calorie intake, okay no no we are no, no. <laughs> dr no we are bringing dr now back we're you're terrible. You're absolutely terrible. We're gonna throw it. To, we're gonna throw it to Moondog. Moondog. Hey, if we're all gonna be hanging out, it's gonna be a big oh, summit, big, big get together. And <laughs> and you know what? Him. You walk to the concierge desk and you say, "Hey, I need one room key. Who you hanging with?" Oh, the Rit. Bang bang. Uh, You're gonna hang out with the Rit. Look at yes. this. See, I'm gonna make them uh, go to Walmart and Targets with me so we can look for figures. Okay, uh, I got a, I got a serious problem with this Moon Dog. Let me let me ask you something. What the? Fuck? Why would you pick him to go look at figures with? I I don't have any. <laughs> he has all of them. He, he may be missing one. I know I'm missing plenty. Hey Freeland. Yeah. He, he would go with me because I actually know what they look like in the store. Oh wow! Oh wow! Toy wow! That is a dick move. Speaking of dicks, let's throw it over to uh, Liam Savage. Uh, Liam. Who are you choosing yeah. to bunk with if we were to have a front row material summit? Well, not you. So that's <laughs> up for, you know, got that figured Ouch. out. Um, why would I, why would I bunk with any of you? Is that, do I have to pick like any one of you on the panel? Cause I mean, we're, we're, I don't know. We, we are trying to save money. We're trying to cactus jack this shit. So somebody has okay, to bunk well, up with other people. What if I have the money then? Like, should I have to? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Point. This is ridiculous. We're going to go ahead and check in on but But I want you to tell me, where is Liam right now on the scale of behavior? Point. Oh, fuck off. No, I, no, I, no, no, I no, no, no. He's doing well. He's in the yellow zone. He's in the yellow he's not, zone. He's not yelling. He's not angry. He's... Maybe a little mean, but not over the top. Okay. He's not out of control. He's being a prick. He seems a little frustrated. And I'm not sure why. We, we can talk about that. <laughs> so we can talk here. about that. He might be a little excited. He is a little excited. I would agree with that. He hasn't been too silly. No. He's snapping to a slim well on his way to green. He is? He's wow. So much better than 
then at what two and a half hours ago you were full on you were full you were full on bloody mary if you know what i mean no you're you're somewhere between the yellow and the green we're proud of you yeah you know what everybody good work bud keep it up yeah, you know what? Let's go ahead and let's let's do a clap. Let's do a clap for Liam. Uh, he he's not on red. He's between green and yellow on the behavioral chart. I love it, dude. I I mean, we got a brand new name for you on the show. You're Tony Shavani Jr. Um, how do you feel about that, buddy? Let us let us in on the world that is Liam Savage. <laughs> All right. I love you. <laughs> I want to take a bath with you. <laughs> I want to hang out in your garage with boxes. Paper cuts in bad places. Call me the Amazon delivery man. (laughs) Don't know really what to say at this point. This one is really interesting. Um, That's what you want. There's no chance. There's no chance at all. Sounds like a horrible '90s late night commercial. Horrible '90s porno. Is it just me or does he have the Robert Gibson eye right now? <laughs> no. no. It's the left one. Said, the left one. <laughs> he said Robert My Gibson, not Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> wow, Forrest Whitaker. Oh, that poor guy. Oh, jeez. All right. With that being said, I believe it is time to pick who the winner of the show Fuck is this week. Once again, drum roll, please. Da, 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 da. It's Moondog Greg Murray, the resident pro wrestler. Greg, congratulations. You're the winner this week. How do you feel, buddy? How the fuck did I win? <laughs> I think you you brought up some really good points. You were very articulate with what you said before. And most importantly, what color did Moondog stay on? We're going to throw it over to the butt who's in the education center. But which color did Moondog stay on the whole show? So tonight, as usual, Mr. Moondog Murray stayed in the green zone. He was happy, incredibly calm. Oh, God. Focused. <laughs> and he was ready to learn. We're Thank proud you. of you. Yeah, Keep up the good work. You get a gold star. <laughs> awesome. Congratulations oh to Moon God. Dog Murray. Once again, he is the winner of the panel <laughs> this week. Uh, nothing but love here in the room. So good. So good. I- I'm not really quite sure. When I saw Anton, I thought he had a WCW faux macho man Randy Savage hat on for a hot second. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. And I thought it was going to say, oh, yeah, let's get the camera up on him. What exactly is that that you have on? So I buy flat oh. bill hats and I just will take the bill nice and just 
Crow limp. Thank you. I shaved my own head and stuff. That's pretty good. Oh my God! Hold, hold it. Oh, yeah. Turn around again. You have a tattoo nice. on the back of your head. Is this like yeah. gears and all that? Yeah, it's gears eating a wrench, and instead of the wrench having like a metric or a standard measurement on it, it says fifty-one fifty, which is the psychiatric code in California for being a danger to yourself or others. Because I'm bipolar and well, a danger to myself and others. <laughs> so, but you know what? We love you. Being totally um, hetero, that haircut looks amazing on you. You know, <laughs> it is. Well, like I said, I had weird. a uh, had a men's barber for a mother who taught me how to shave and you know style my own shit. So, nice. oh fuck yeah. And but uh, I. I have had several of these hats over the years. I'll just buy $5 blank hats and write vulgar fucked up shit on them typically. This yeah. is one Penis. of the only ones I haven't written vulgar things on so I can wear it to work in other places. Are you still teaching Sunday school? So, no. <laughs> I just kind of checking. Oh. Mike Cook, why are you half on the screen, half off the screen? What's going on here, buddy? My bad. I was just leaned over a bit because I was you, trying to. You embarrassed to be with us? Huh? Never. No. All right. Any anything else anybody want to say? We're gonna go around the horn for everybody to plug their stuff. We're gonna start off with Christopher Butt. Chris, go ahead and plug your stuff. Where can people follow you? All that kind of stuff. And uh, are you gonna get back into the woodworking slash uh, coaster industry? People have been asking because I think people would like to have. Yeah, we can we can talk about something like that. No problem. Talk about it. <laughs> Who's the asshole in the background? Oh, you're a thing. Pour it. Make it good. <laughs> Cups have sweat. You got problems, Freeland. Um <laughs> let's let's hey, this is not me. That's uh it's Mr. Savage. Mr. No. Cook, let, let's go ahead and throw it to, So what is you hold on. Yeah. What is your what is your Twitter handle and all that kind of jazz? Tell people uh, where they can continue the conversation. At gotnoof two two nine one on Twitter. Oh. And yeah, if somebody wants coasters. Get a hold of me. We can Get figure something out. No problem. Let's go ahead and let's throw it over to Mike Cook here. Mike, what's going on with you, buddy? Tell people where they can find you, where they can buy your merchandise, when your show's coming on, and all the big news that's going to be happening with the MWO. Um, so since it's already mentioned on the marquee, so it tomorrow is. night I'm going to have – Former WWE World Tag Team Champion Renee Dupree on the show. Um, you probably remember him from La Resistance. Guys like probably me and Liam remembers him from his run in All Japan and Pro Noah, where he made history as the only Gaijin Tag Team to win the World League. Um, also Thursday night, I'll be having WWE Hall of Famer. Johnny Rods and one of his students on the show as well, too. They'll be uh, uh, appearing on. So 8 o'clock tomorrow night, 8 o'clock Thursday night. Um, we also got the Friday night private sessions with Cray Classic. If you want to join in, it's by invitation only. And, of course, this Sunday we will be doing MWO Watch Along with Hell in a Cell with J-Rod. We're pretty much nice. going to be talking nice. shit about the pay-per-view like we did um, NXT TakeOver this past weekend. And what's your Twitter handle? My Twitter handle is MikeUnit. That's Mike with five eyes and the word unit, which all of us in the room carries. Instagram, you can find me at MikeWorldOrder. If you want to buy MikeWorldOrder merch, tinyurl.com slash merch. 
my new vendor, I have it to where I can do international orders, but they have to be pre-sales. Pay first. You will get your stuff within two weeks, guaranteed. Nice. That's awesome. We love it. We love it. We love it. Once again, do not miss it. It's going to be a great two episodes this week, obviously starting off with Rene Dupree and then obviously with Johnny Rods. Uh, you're booking some great guests here, man. Anything else we can expect from the Mike World Order in the coming weeks? We're just getting started. That's what I like to hear. Um, but we're also, I'm also want to do other collaborations with other podcasters, anyone that wants to showcase their skills, whether it's music or just your second trade. If you have a side business, come on the show. We'll get you noticed. Um, I know I turned into Liam for a moment. It's so weird. Liam sounded like me without moving his lips. See, it's amazing. But yeah, we are doing some new stuff. We're just trying to get out of the box, uh, the comfort zone, and just go more in different areas than just wrestling. I mean, we have things that will involve wrestling, but, you know, let's try and learn more things than just wrestling, you know, learn some new trades, all at the expense of the Mike World Order. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Let's go ahead and let's throw it over to Anton, my friend. There's so many things that you got going on right now in the pipeline. The floor is yours. Talk, promote, do whatever you want. So, uh, <laughs> working on a shit ton of music things, like not only for myself, but others. I have a whiteboard over here that y'all can't see, but there is more shit on this whiteboard, both music and video wise, than you could possibly understand. Some of it's for free. Some of it's I'm being paid for. A lot of it I'm just doing for the love and to get shit into the ether. Anton Heidnick on Twitter. I feel rotten on Instagram. Also, either one of those at gmail.com to get a hold of me. And within the next 60 days, I feel rotten.com. And hopefully some merch and such. So, Pancakebatter.com. Baby batter. Baby batter. Lots of batter. I love catching people off guard. Oh, I love it. Uh, Moondog Murray seems to be the coolest guy in the room. Everyone's hanging out with. He's a resident pro wrestler. Moondog, what's going on, first of all, in your wrestling career? Talk about the next big show coming up, and then how can people reach out to you if they would like to continue this conversation? So, uh, just wrestling, trying to be the best wrestler I can be and learning, uh, this Saturday night, uh, also January, June 19th, come see PPW. If you live in the Chicagoland area, come up to Woodstock, see PPW, Matt Longtime, Midwest legend, independent wrestling legend, uh, makes his return and it's in six man main event action. And July 10th is our next Supercard and, uh, intemperance. Definitely come see Definitely come see uh, the show. And a uh, shout out to Derek Martha, who's a referee for AAW and PPW, who I would assume is going to be on that next AAW card. And you can follow me on Twitter at Moondog Murray. I'm sure sometime tomorrow I'll be posting clips of my match from Saturday. I think it's getting posted right now on the Pivot Share, uh, premierprowrestling.com slash pivot. Yeah, premierprowrestling.pivotshare.com. Uh, if you want to watch my matches in full, as well as the YouTube channel, uh, on which is Premier Pro Wrestling on YouTube. Uh, occasionally, I'm on the weekly Challenge Pro series, so definitely check out, check out all of that fun stuff. And you also have matches on your YouTube channel as well, is that yeah. correct? Moondog Murray, I post highlights, uh, uh, segments and such from the show. You can check it out on YouTube. You can also check out my Twitch channel, Shushwick Network, uh, which I also do podcasts and all your favorite listening apps, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, 
Stitcher, that sort of deal. I'm pretty much my fingers in all sorts of pies. If you catch what I mean. Oh, we love it. That that doesn't get any more juicier than that. Speaking of man who's always juicy, uh, it is <laughs> it is Liam. Um, so Liam, uh, how would you like to wrap this up? Anything you would like to say? Uh, Liam, no. how can people get a hold of you if they'd like to continue this conversation on social media? I'm not giving out my phone number. <laughs> okay, no one's asking for your phone number. What is your okay, uh, good. What is what is your Twitter handle? I can give that. Savage Liam. Very nice. Yep. Very nice. Uh, did everybody get a uh -huh. chance to say what they needed to say? Because I think it's time. It's time for the Ritster and I to do a little talking. Little talking, we can do a little talking, Ritsta. What about Dark Side? I, I did not get. We were going to talk about Dark Side. I apologize for that. I did not get a chance to to view it. We will do. We'll probably do a double, uh, Dark Side. So I do apologize for that. They're actually on summer break now till September. Okay. Lowe's ass next so week. Finish up the rest of their ep like episode count and stuff. So the Tom Billing Dynamite Kid one that came out this last week will be the last one until sometime in September. So we'll have to figure out a different last topic subject for the next, like, 90 days. Well, I tell you what, here's what we can do. We can also go back to season two and one. I'm okay with that. You know what I'm saying? No one's asking you, Sasquatch. Uh, <laughs> let, let's go ahead and let's start to the Ritz. You're looking at yourself? We said, we hey, if, <laughs> if I'm the Sasquatch, my friend, I'm one sexy looking wild beast. Um, let's let's talk about what are some of our big uh, announcements that we want to make. So, Rit, I'm going to give you the floor. And uh, why you got Why you got to give it to me? Do you the, want the, me to do it? The first big announcement should be what we're bringing back in July. Okay, that's our first big announcement. So let go ahead and take it away. The floor it's, is yours. It's your stuff. Oh Jesus. All right, so the big first announcement is the book club is coming back. The book club is coming back. We are going yes. to be doing Sabu's book. Uh, we do have some very interesting news to share with you. Hopefully, we'll be able to share it with with more detail uh, in the coming weeks to come as it uh, relates to Sabu. Uh, I, I've been texting him off and on right now. So we're, we're going to work up the rest of the stuff afterwards. So there is going to be a continuation to the Sabu book after we go ahead and we read it as a group. So that is announcement numero uno. But you know what? There's going to be another surprise. What's the second surprise, Rit? Well, before you go there, make sure if you want to buy a Sabu book, autograph, and follow with us, head on over to Sabu store at ecwsabu.com and get the book directly from him. Yes. Don't, Don't go invitation. anywhere else. No. You get the book directly from him. I bought my book. Freela's trying to wheel and deal to get his book. So for free, no doubt. March Why does this always got to be a thing? I'm not trying to wheel and deal. I love the man and I will absolutely buy the book. I'm going to buy the book and I'm going to get obviously, uh, uh, you know, personalized. Now, oh, so you're going to upstage me. I mean, well, thanks. It's just the way it works here. So, Sabu Books coming back July 1st. It's going to be coming to this network. Uh, we're excited about it. Everybody go to go directly to Sabu and get the book directly from him. And do me a big, huge favor. He has been amazing. Um, go ahead and, and spend the extra couple bucks and get it autographed or, or get it personalized. At the end of the day, he's a good dude. This is something that only is not only going to be a good read, but it's going to be something you can put on your shelf. 
And, and not only that, when you go and do this, when you go what is Moon Dog doing? Are you I've okay, got Moon that Dog? Book somewhere. I thought you were throwing Sabu up on book the floor. Or your stampede book. My Sabu, I have the Sabu book. I don't know where it is in this room. <laughs> wow. I, so, so go directly to Sabu. Yeah. And, uh, where can they directly contact Sabu? Uh, ECWSabu.com. Uh, when you go to check out and you put in the notes, tell them that uh, Front Row Material sent them. Yes. You know, that is ECWSabu.com. Yep. And, and tell them that we sent you over there to buy the book. Now, can people also go ahead and send him a DM as well? Yes, his DMs are open. So, so go ahead and get the book and tell them Front Row Material sent you. I have no idea what's going on. Uh, Moondog has become extremely spastic in the last couple of minutes. I thought he – does anyone else think he was throwing up when he was when he was bent over? Um, yes. Okay. I knew that excited you, but we're going to go ahead and throw it over to the resident Why behavior the specialist no, here, which is going to be what, buddy? Um, what would you? How would you grade Moondog's behavior at this point? Where are we on the chart? Now, unfortunately, Mister Murray has gone in the wrong direction. He, he's moving backwards. We need to get you back on track, buddy. Right now, you seem to be a little excited, and you're being silly. So you're in the yellow zone. He's being excited and being silly. We need to get you back here to the green, more so to ready to learn. And focused, brother. Ready you to got learn. to focus. Get that Adderall going. Whatever you need. The oh, ADD my God. out of control, brother. Hey, I thought it a minute it ago. In a bit. We need to get you from here. You're being silly. We're going <laughs> to get you here. We're going to get you focused. Oh. Okay. Um, Back to you, I, I, <laughs> Back to you. I love it. Um, I do want to say this. Um, I did not realize that Christopher Christopher Butt was uh, such a famous person right here. Um, but I'm going to bring up a picture on my screen of of this is Christopher. Um, oh, let's God. see here. Yeah. Uh, hold on a second. Hold on. I got to send something to the writ. Is it one of the ones off of Facebook? What do you mean? Is it one off of Facebook? Just what I said. I have like. I haven't put a picture on Facebook in I don't know how long. Freeland, you I've do know how, how long it takes me to do this, right? No, I'm just going to send this to you right now, okay? That's yeah. all I'm going to do. Are you texting it to me or emailing it? I'm texting it to you. Why? I'm not going to email it to you. You know how long it's going to take me to get this up on the screen? Why, why does it... Why? It's a good thing. Here. It's a great picture of the butt that I just found. Um, I, I want to oh, share no. it with the audience. I want to share it with all the butt buddy fans out there who care good. about the butt as well. Let me ask you this. Um, I've gotten a lot of DMS about how many people tune in every week just to see you. What do you have to say to the people who tune in every single week just to see, uh, the butt himself? Why get a hobby? <laughs> Jesus, what's wrong with you? You've people made terrible are terrible life choices. <laughs> People really like to hear what's going on with you. I mean, you are a very, you are a very captivating uh, character that we have on the show. Now, why is that, Mister Freeland? I mean, it's it's your debonair good looks. I mean, it, it's oh, those nice oh, spectacles boy. that you wear. Uh, the fact that you are a Canadian god, and I am. Uh, 
Now, where, where did you get that Canadian God shirt, by the way? Pro Wrestling Tees. Only took two and a half weeks to get here. Cost two and a half fortune, weeks. But it didn't take long to get here. I was going to say, how much did that shirt cost you retail value? Uh, it ended up coming out about 74 bucks. What? $74 for a Sean Spears T-shirt. So oh, how is the quality, Christ. actually? Because I've wondered how Great. their print-on T-shirts is. Good, good quality. Did you hold on really quick? Did you get the picture, Ritster? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm in route right now. Are you into it right now? I'm in route. Oh, you're in route. Perfect. Thank you. Um, On route. Yes, that's better. Thank you. You're very welcome. We we also have one more big announcement. We also have another big announcement before we let everybody go. So once again, the book club is coming back as of July one. We are going to be doing the Sabu book. There's going to be something that we do in tandem. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, with that, we'll be sharing more information about that in the coming weeks. Um, should I do? Yeah. I'll let the Rit do it. Rit's well, going to... Next week, you get not only one, but two episodes of FRM pod. We are going to be doing something special for everybody because of the fact that things have been a little cattywampus um, with scheduling and booking and everything like that, because there is something that I want everyone to know and writ. What is the announcement? Well, Thursday, uh, next Tuesday, our guest will be <laughs> making a list <laughs> Probably nobody's not going to show up. I love. It is Raj Gary from Wrestling Inc. Raj Gary from Wrestling Inc. Uh, So he is the owner and the creator of Wrestling Inc. It's where we get all of our news stories. That is going to be tremendously exciting. Tremendously exciting. And then we have something else. Then next Thursday. (laughs) I love the way I love the way you build up anticipation, yeah. Rit. Next Thursday. Get ready. Get ready, everyone. Seriously, pay attention to your screen right now. Cult of Beardo will be pushed back till nine o'clock. Why you <laughs> ask? told me that. Why you ask? I can't take it. Cult of Beardo's been pushed back. That's a major announcement. Because at yeah. eight o'clock, listen, FRM Pod will be here. With the Sean Waltman. Sean Waltman is coming on front row material. Nice. 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 When you said the one, two, three, I knew it. I'm like, Sean, they got Sean Waltman. Sean <laughs> That's Waltman. That's huge. Now, it now, is uh, great. Uh, hold on. I'm not, Plug I'm the not other ready. side of that coin, though. Plug the other side of the I'm, fucking coin. I'm, I'm getting ready to, <laughs> but I don't watch the recorded episode of it. Don't go live next Tuesday. No, no, no. Stay here with us. But next Tuesday on Sean Waltman's podcast, he has the Jerry Lynn. The Jerry Lynn is going to be on Sean Waltman's podcast. uh, We're doing a little talent exchange as they do in the business. So we're trading Uh, Jerry for Sean Waltman. So we're getting a talented wrestler and they're getting a man with a bad back and bad hips. But you know what? We felt like it was a fair shake. I mean, the man... I mean, uh, we got we got Sean did, Waltman, and we I gave them a guy to... who can't stand up after he plants flowers. And I feel like it's a fair deal. 
Uh, I tried to throw in the butt and Moondog Murray, but they, they, they said they'd just take Jerry. Yeah. I don't blame them. By the way, the Jerry episode on Sean Waltman's podcast is going to be brought to you by Asper Cream. For all your senior aging friends, please make sure you get them Asper Cream and Icy Hot. Yep. Hey, Icy Hot's the shit, especially when you hurt yourself. <laughs> we love you, Jerry. We No, no. We, we, kid, we kid because we love Jerry Lynn. A great wrestling legend and uh, a big player in AEW is going to be going down the road with Sean Waltman when they he was a lightning kid and Jerry was first breaking in after he got a second perm. And it's going to be really good. Um, so it's going to be a good episode. Definitely check that out. And then Sean Waltman is going to be uh, talking to us about his life, his career, wrestling, and all things in between. Man, I, I, I can't wait. I need to talk sure. to my agent about uh, Cult of Beardo getting pushed back to 9 o'clock without me being spoken what? to about this. Unacceptable. Hold on a second. After everything we just got done saying, after everything, you're going to go yeah. straight Liam Savage on us and be yeah. pissed because oh, the other show's now getting bumped? I'm in the red zone. <laughs> Where I always angry. am. Well, that's true. I'm angry. I'm a little out of control. I might even yell. <laughs> <laughs> might even yell oh my god I'm saying this as calmly as fucking possible I was just about to say he seems very very calm oh no, my god I'm super calm um, for it can't wait no we got a lot of big things coming up here so our schedule for things is really booked up through the rest of the summer uh, big announcements that we have coming up big guests that are going to be coming up our summer series is just literally starting to get geared up in fact we are already booking into September and October right now for more content, more guests, more fun. So please go ahead, hit that follow button on Twitch, please. We, I mean, it takes two seconds. Hit that follow button. Tell your friends. We tell your family nothing. members. Smash that follow button. Smash that. Smash it. Smash that button. Smash the button. Smash the button. Tell your friends. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your grandma to go ahead and listen to us. Um, I'm sure all you have friends. Hey, don't forget now, we also just started a uh, YouTube channel. YouTube channel. By the way, I love that URL. That's really fucking easy to remember. It's going to be HTTPACQ45795. You got to have like 10 or 100,000 subs before you can make a custom URL. It's dumb. Or search Front Row Material. We're there. That'll work. I agree. So that's going on. More announcements coming up. Uh, gosh. And, and who knows? Don't. Hey, if all of a sudden your Twitch channel lives up and says, hey, we're going live. Something's big is about to happen. Yes. Please make those notifications on your phone because you never know when the front row material brand is going to be spontaneously going live. There might be some challenges that we're going to be doing. There might just be some watch-alongs that we're going to be doing. Maybe so once again, a guest or two might stop by. You just never know. So anyway, once again, we will be uh, re-meeting back up again with C.W. Anderson. Um, he does apologize, obviously. You know, we, we're unable to do that now. We're going to go ahead and get that back. Also, Ken Shamrock, to give you an update on that, we're still going to be getting with Ken, so that's not gone either. Once again, 
Uh, Raj Gary from Wrestling Inc. I'm a huge fan of Wrestling Inc. That is the website that I go to for all my information. Follow Raj on social media. They uh, have the Wrestling Inc. podcast, which they do live after uh, Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown. Go ahead and follow them as well. Um, and join their super chat where you can go ahead and interact with the hosts as well. Did we get and- that picture of the butt up yet before we leave? No, we have not. I mean, this is a great picture of him. You get, you got it yet, Rit? I was hoping you would have forgot it. I'm, I'm no, excited. I didn't forget about that. <laughs> here, here you you go. just forget about it. Oh, Hello. there he is. Oh, yeah, there he is. That's Christopher Butt right there. Wow. Is that not accurate to Christopher Butt? That's him. I think Butt's got a better beard. Butt was at a restaurant, and we went ahead and we caught a shot of him. Uh, Butt doesn't normally wear a hat, but we got him to wear a hat. And uh, we saw him. So there he is. How do you feel about that, ass man? That's the drizzling shits. No, that looks just like you. I mean, look how or look at those dozen? big, look at those big meaty hands you got there. I mean, that's just <laughs> where you go, bud, that's buddy. You're famous. Saskatchewan, right there. I, that's just Saskatchewan. I don't even it's not know. From Saskatchewan, even I don't I know even that. know. It's all the same to me. So, <laughs> oh God, you know, and, I'm not. And I'm not a geography major. Come on, man. That picture there will be the face of Butt Buddies Worldwide. Butt Buddies Worldwide. It definitely will. By the way, you can get yourself a Mike World Order uh, Buddy doll. I mean, if you want to make it a Butt Buddy doll, you're more than welcome to do whatever you want after you paid for it. What Moondog Murray? Is there going to be a Moondog Murray doll? Moondog, is no. there any chance to get a wrestling buddy with you? Maybe in like... 15 years. <laughs> hey, Michael, oh, shoot Scotland. for the stars, man. 10. 10 years. <laughs> 10. Yes. Fuck it. There you go. So, so, I mean, hey, once again, once it's paid for, you can do whatever you want. For Mike Cook, for uh, Liam Savage, for the butt himself, for Anton Heidnick, and for Moondog Murray. My name is Mike Freeland. We hope that you enjoyed the last uh, three hours and 21 minutes of your evening. Um, if you want to go ahead and get contact with us, I am at Mike Freeland on social media. Rit, what is your handle? It's underscore capital letter underscore ITT or something. The underscore Rit underscore. Okay. Yeah, yeah. sure. All right. Who should we, should we do? A, should we do a raid right now? Should we do a raid? Let's uh, let me check. Yeah, check, That's check. Fun. Remember to space after you put slash raid. We need to do it. Yeah, that was kind of embarrassing last week, wasn't it? Uh, Weapon X Matt. Weapon X Matt. So everybody go ahead and, and we're going to be – don't leave now. Uh, go over to Weapon oh, X Matt. T- tell him we said hi and, and, and float him some of those smileys and all that kind of stuff. Let him know that FRM sent you. So what is my command here? Tell him he has a nice dick. Slash raid. Sla- space. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh my God! Slash raid. Okay, and then a space. Space. Yes. Weapon X Matt. W E A P O N. <laughs> X M A T T. Maybe. I, is that how you spell it, Red? Is that how you spell it? Hey, Weapon X Matt is here. Well, we're gonna. We're, oh, there you I, go. I, I yeah. just ended. God damn it, Weapon X Matt. You better, <laughs> Weapon X Matt, you son of a bitch. Why don't you go back on live? Because we're gonna raid the fuck out of you. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Why does this happen to us? All we want to do is raid somebody. Freeland, this what? is ridiculous. Every me... time, every time you go for the climax, 
you come up short. Wait a minute. Attack's you on. told I me to go for Weapon X, Matt, and the guy's and, already and, in our own room. No, no. Well, as soon as I told you, he came on. Like, he ended simultaneously. Why would he? Weapon That's X, awesome. Matt, don't listen to Rid anymore. Who are we going to Who gonna raid? Give me somebody. There we go. My tag partner. He's streaming. Yes. What's his name? Magic. Magic. M-A-G-I-C. Oh, boy. Here we go. Uh, J-N-M. J, what, J, what was the two letters? N. Oh, God. N is in Nancy. M is in Mary. Yeah. That's it. And so yeah, so slash raid space magic J N M. All right, guys. So we're gonna go raid magic J C M and uh, J N M. Whatever. Same difference. <laughs> um. So what kind of content does he talk about? Minecraft. Minecraft. <laughs> oh, that's great. Minecraft. Well, Holy I'm shit. Not, I'm going to bed. Okay. With that being said, I'm gonna hit the enter button. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. Goodbye and good night. Raid. Good night. And it didn't work again. Bye. Bye. I hit raid. I hit the enter button. I hit the enter button. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Enter. Nope. Enter. An error occurred. Uh, <laughs> an error occurred three years ago. What is Sorry, the problem? I don't, oh. I don't understand. I'm totally lost. Guys, we'll see you next week.